Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Meech's Musings here on the Jeff Meech Network, of course. NoDQ.com once again. The Greg Cherry brand once again. And for the very first time ever in my history doing these crazy things, I am on the Cleaver Colin Andrews channel, a good friend of ours here at the NoDQ family. So thank you, Colin, for allowing me to simulcast this very, very cool episode of my uh, podcasting career here on your channel. It's been a long damn time since I did a wrestling interview, like on video. I, I, I was doing the math in my head today. The last time I did one of these on video with a wrestler, be it a friend of mine or otherwise, was Rob Van Dam six years ago. Like that just blows my mind that it's been that friggin' long. I can't even fathom that shit. Um, by the way, Aaron, in advance, we're going to break your F-bomb rule. I'm sorry. Um, it, it is what it is, my friend. Um, joining me in the green room and now coming on screen from his home in, I think he's still in Georgia. I'll, I'll confirm with that when he gets on the air here. But a good friend of ours from many, many years ago. He was on the original No DQ uh, uh, show, uh, uh, Extreme Mayhem, back in 2003. And we uh, pranked uh, our good buddies at WrestleZone because they're assholes. Um, anyway, Marcus Buff Bagwell, how the hell are you, my friend? Dude, what's going on, man? 17 like, years, bro. Right? Like, I, I, was, I was thinking about that. It's like, okay. Like, I don't go usually that long between gigs with, especially my friends. No, but, exactly. But, but it's just so silly because I remember when I was going to call you after I found out about your crocs, which we're going to deep dive here. Don't worry about that, kids. Um, I, I was telling him today, yesterday on the phone, was during my false, false positive bullshit. So I literally am on a podcast talking to the world and i get a and i get a um uh a, a notice saying he's been in a car wreck. i'm like well that just screw my day even further because now my friends hurt so right. I, I meant to like get off the freaking podcast and call you and then the false positive thing happened and i just lost my shit and it's like okay here we go how, how long they keep you locked down for that how three long? friggin weeks man oh my god, god dang man so here's the thing mark i went i went out to my sister's house to visit just to you know i had i it's my family. And um, I knew there was a quarantine. So my mom said, if you go out there, you can't come back in here without a, a negative test. I said, okay, no problem. I'll have COVID. I'm good. Right. So I go to this little clinic. I don't remember the name now, but I chewed them out when I got home. So they probably lost sure. business, which I'm perfectly fine with. Um, yeah. And I, uh, and I did the rapid test because I wanted to know right then and there, can I go home in, in a couple of days? Sure, sure. So they stick that stupid thing up my nose and this. this oh, is right before she, the tears, right before the tears drop. It, she it, she was very um, unfriendly with her handling. I, I almost, she said, whatever you oh. do, do not, whatever you do, do not kick me in, do not grab me. I'm like, okay, you don't tell somebody that power suggestion's a bitch. So of course I right. kicked her right in the shin. And <sighs> anyway, and I get a, I get a positive reading. I'm like, you're kidding. So I have to go to my sister's house where she, her husband, their their toddler daughter, her other daughter from a previous relationship, and that daughter's father are <laughs> staying there, and another friend who was staying there, and uh -huh. her, her her mother in law. And I have to go. <laughs> we're stuck. Yeah. So, so what do we do now? Monopoly so, so, or. So Candyland or what? <laughs> Break out the shoots and ladders, kids. Um, yeah. So luckily, we were able to get through Rite Aid, who is a credible source, uh, a pretty quick turnaround. But it took really? 
freaking two weeks to actually get the test set up because it's just the, sure. the, the freaking line is atrocious. So by the time we got the test in, it was three weeks. I missed my brother's August third. I went up there mid July and I missed my brother's August third birthday over this shit. That's brutal, man. So that's, I, I mean, that's I, brutal. I swear to God, Buff, in front of God and everybody, I came into this room, sat in this chair, put the cans on, took the mask off, and went, clinic's name, clinic's number, clinic's address, give him shit. Yes. I did. Yeah, yeah. First thing I said when I got home and all my cameras, like, all right, you assholes. Boom, boom, boom. Well, so, here, here's, what here's what confused me about the whole deal. Right. Was I was watching Good Morning America one morning, and um, they had a line around just one of those little Rite Aids, emergencies. I mean, right. whatever it was, it was just one of those little corner little places like a, like a, like a, you know, like an urgent care. Right. And it was in New York city yeah. and say, Hey, what's that? Say, Hey guys. <laughs> um, the Fisher MBO dogs on the air continues. And, the first and the, now Buff Bagel. There you go. And the vision, the vision you had of the, of the camera was you see it's, it's raining. Of course, of course, you see the people coming in the door and then you don't know quite what it is at first, but on the other side of the building, you see umbrellas too. And you're going, what the hell is that? Yeah. That was the end of the line. Yeah. Dude, yeah. it was all the way around the whole block. Now yeah. listen now, yeah. that's just because they felt bad and was maybe had it, or maybe didn't, and they were just going to get tested. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't understand that. Well, yeah, if you I, don't yeah. feel bad, who in the fuck Dude, is going yeah. to wait in that line? Well, like I said, man, fear is a powerful thing. It really it must is. Be, man. Bro, it I'm is, telling yeah. you, Right beside the LA Fitness, they had to actually, the cops had to come out right. and make a new lane for them because it was just a line every day of people going to get tested. And I thought nobody in the world feels right. totally that many people feels that bad. Love those Democrats. <laughs> those those Democrats, baby. Oh, yeah. here, we, here we go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Steer away, steer away. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, all right, so let's see what we got here. So, uh, earlier, our friend Virtue said the best buff is New Orleans, Louisiana, Bourbon Street buff. Tender, that was a pretty good segment, not gonna lie. That was, uh, that was, that was good. Shit. Um, yeah, it was. So, uh, and then he said, I got a McRib today, and he wants to know our opinion on the McRib. I haven't had a McRib this year, so I don't know how they taste this year. We'll see. Do, you know, do you know what's always grossed me out? And I, I mean, a McRib, yeah. believe it or not never taking a bite of one. And here's oh. the only reason why. And this is honest to God's truth. And here's the only reason why. I hate onions. And it came with onions. Not that you couldn't say, hey, my, even when I get a double cheeseburger, I get a double cheeseburger, no onions. Right, right, right. Because I still want the pickles and stuff. But, yeah. but I, they get it right about 60% of the time, even when I do that. Well, back then anyway. And, yeah, exactly. Just, Not during the damn pandemic. Drive throughs are hell. Oh, so I never had a chance to really try one with, you know, with without no, the yeah. onion. And for some reason, when I first saw it with the onion, it just kind of ruined me. But like, right. I love barbecue. Yeah. I just ate barbecue chicken tonight. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know the gym. So I love barbecue, but I've literally, swear to God on my life, never even taken a bite of a McRib. 
But I had a lot of friends that loved them, man. They're, they're yeah. really good. Well, Aaron, I, I think McRibs are back for Mark Bagwell because he's Mark Bagwell, so he gets it early. Um, <laughs> so, um, like I said in the description, guys, if you want to ask Buff a, a question, either Super Chat Aaron or PayPal me because I, I, I want to get into the, the conversation here because I, I haven't had Buff on a show, like I said, in 17 years. And back then I had to compete for airtime with somebody else, and I'm not doing that this time. So, um, uh, so. When you know, you know, you guys saw each other just after my Kings had won the Stanley Cup in here right. in LA, and you were out at Frankenstein's out here in the city of industry. And I remember you walking gingerly, and then I yeah. looked up the report today. I went, Oh, that's why. Um, yeah. massive car wreck in 2012. Like, this, yes, this is the white car, and it looks the like big, the big, I had a big Jeep. And if you saw it, I mean, yeah. you'd be like, There's no way. Anybody survived that? Well, it was a Jeep, and then it was a a a a, a, a block uh, a paperweight. By the time it was all said and done, that thing was, it was bad, brother. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I, it was horrible. Yeah, and like, they, and like they, they don't come with airbags on those and, things. No, and, and like looking back of our interaction that day and how like I was struggling with my physician, and I'm like, oh, that's why. Got it. Okay. So yeah. it's funny, that was um, rough, man. Yeah, and uh, the, the person waiting in the chat room also met you that day. He had the. The notorious WWF WSW logo shirt on. I went, oh, oh boy, that's a fun memory for Buff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, and, and we'll get into that too for sure. Um, yes. So then, fast you know, recovery because you're Mark Bagwell and you recover. You know, you, you right. you're good to go. Yes. So, I, like I said, I'm sitting in my sister's house doing one of my quarantine, uh, quarantine uh, 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 updates, and I get a memo in my box saying Mark Bagwell in a car wreck. I went. Oh, so I open up the thing and I see the pictures. You sent me better pictures today, which yes. I'm not, not aware of. God damn. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was like okay, I need to call him like right now. And like I yes. said, then I get the information about the clinic and I just completely not not good friends. That was my bad for not calling you. So right. I, I'm sitting there yesterday talking to my sister just about random shit. I'm going through pictures. I'm like, Buff, I didn't call Buff. So I called Mark yesterday. We're talking 20 minutes or so. I'm like, dude, you know, this is a lot better on the air to tell these stories. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm not doing a damn thing. What are you doing? I'm like, I got to As soon as we show. hung up, as soon as we hung up, my girlfriend goes, do you know how cool it would have been for everybody just to hear what y'all just talked about? Right? <laughs> right. Because, because, yeah, you know, so it was yeah, just it, like, it, why it, not it, put it, it on the air, baby? Yeah. People don't understand that, you know, every once in a while, there's genuine people. Like in well, the no, world. Here, here, here's what I get more than all. Here's what I get more than anything is anytime you go check on like a, a, a past podcast, right? You will never hear any of my stories differentiate. Okay. And that's a simple reason because I'm telling the truth. And when you tell the truth about something, it's so easy not to mess it up. But people were like so amazed at that. Like when I would tell the shoot my dad story or, right. or whatever it may be, it was so unbelievable. Yeah. But at the same time, it was exactly told the same exact way. And nobody could do that over and over and over, over, over five, six, seven, eight years, you know, right. getting podcasts. So, you know, exactly. uh, even when I went with the, the, the gigolo show and all that, you know, that that actually came from the 2012 wreck. Right. And, right. Uh, my manager at the time was going, wanted me to really get out of wrestling, go work for him, 
He was a multimillionaire that were you know that owned this company called Taylor and Associates. And right. I so I changed my number and was going to you go work did. for him. I remember that you shithead. You could I'm like, I why can't I get a hold of Bagwell? What the hell? Yeah. I know yeah, why. Yeah, I'd never changed my numbers. I changed my number. Oh, damn you. <laughs> Two weeks later, he yeah. falls in his own house yeah. and dies of a brain hematoma. Oh, so shit. now here I am going, oh my God, what am I going to do? And right? then six days later was my wreck. God. So people didn't know whether I was dead. Was I going to come back and wrestle? Right. I, the phone wasn't ringing in other words. So I called my manager and I said, bro, uh, I said, we got to pull out all stops, no stops. It's why yeah. we got we to pull out. We got to pull out the master, the the master plan, and right. that was the gigolos. Exactly. And believe it or not, dude, I, after the gigolo show aired, it was the highest rated show they had. Yep, they signed me on for six more shows, and Showtime freaking canceled them. Oh, so there's two forty, two hundred forty grand, Gone. just was yeah. right yeah. here, and then yep. was gone. Yep. And uh, but my phone started ringing, dude. And yep. and believe it or not, it only cost me two jobs where a, a school heard about it or something. And Ooh, yeah, oh, we can't have that. Right. And but so it only cost it only hurt me like twice. Right. right. Uh, but it helped me tremendously get back out there again, you know. And yes, he's yes. still out there. He's still doing it. And God, he was on the Gigolo show. That's pretty cool. That's fantastic. I love that. Yes. So, okay, I, I did mandate in the description that you had to pay $5 to do a super chat to the question, but this is too good to pass up because our, our, our resident uh, shitster is in the chat room and he says, Big Vito says hello. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, Big Vito. Uh, yeah, uh, he's 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 friends with Vito. Uh, Vito was on our shows uh, not too long ago, and uh, the, the virtue here uh, appears with Vito on uh, on uh, Vince Russo's channel. So anyway, okay, great. Big, big, big Vito's great. I, we always got along well. We always yeah did. yeah. Vito and I did. Matter of fact, he know. was in the he was in the finish room of one of my one of my greatest stories ever. And oh, he was in the finish okay. room to he, to eyewitness it, and we'll whatever you want to get to that we can. But it was tremendous. It. it was great. Go for it. We were. We, I was at a stage in my career where right. Russo was fucking with me. I mean, just not really giving me the ball. He was using all of his guys, which his guys you could tell when he was running the show he, when he right. ran the show was the Jeff Jarretts. And I, and I love Jeff, but I'm saying it was just a oh, different yeah. Oh, yeah. clique of guys. Right. And right. then when, when Vince was running, when 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 Eric was running it, it was your Goldbergs, your 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 Lugers, your Stings, your Bagwells, you know, your old good old WCW guys. Right. And when Vince was running it, it was really your WWF guys. Yes. And it was very obvious when when he when they were running it and separately, you could tell. But oh, yeah. so the day I got there. It would have been so much going on, and I and I was definitely upset because of the things that just had been going on. But yeah. but my mom and me had went to lunch that day because she was back because she was on the show getting you know diamond cutted every week by Chris Canyon. Remember? Oh God, 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 and, God uh, that's when Dallas was hurt. Now, so Canyon right. this idea to so everywhere he turned, he diamond cutted my mom and. 
So we had that led to the Judy Bagel and the Forklift match, which was our last pay per view ever. Oh my God! Go go go! Guess why? Right. <laughs> you know, David Arquette wins the belt. My mom's on a forklift. You figure it out. But anyway, I walk into the finish room with a cup of coffee, and Big Vito's an eyewitness to this. I walk in the finish room with a cup of coffee and just relaxed and calm as could be. No problems. We're a week out from the pay-per-view. This is right. the last week to really tell your story, to get to the pay-per-view. Yes. And it's last Monday. And um, Johnny Ace is in the finish room, and Johnny says the big Vito's going over. And I just went, okay. And they both snapped their heads around like, he just said, okay. So I said, how do you, I said, how do you want to beat me, big Vito? And he and he was kind of you know you know well well I I do this spinning I said I, I said to be honest with you I'd rather not do that I said with my neck I said but can we come up with something else and they're just both blown away that I'm playing along with losing right and then I don't know I don't know how I don't know what made it go into my brain right. but it did and I went wait a second I said Vito I said are you on the pay-per-view? And he goes, no. And I saw Johnny Ace's head go. <laughs> and I went, Johnny, he's not even on the show. And he's beating me a week out from the <laughs> fucking pay-per-view. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And I just I totally lost it. I get up. Head straight to Fine Russo. Of course. And as Big Vito, he'll tell you the truth. Right. I go straight to Vince Russo, woke up on him. He's in the middle of an interview and he stands up like ready to fight. I, right. I don't care. I'd knock him out if he wanted to. Right. But I said, I, he goes, What's up, Buff? I said, What the fuck is up <laughs> is that you've got somebody beating me when you've made one of my made my match whether it sucks or not you've made one of my matches a feature match which is judy bagel on a forklift match uh, yeah i said it's you guys that made it up not me right i said but but why are you going to beat me a week out and they go well the fans just like to be surprised sometimes i oh. said you want them surprised i said have big veto beat goldberg Right, I mean, right. That'll fucking shock the hell out of them. <laughs> shock I said, why not shock them? And he goes, well, sometimes they just want to see, you know, they want to get tricked. And I said, and sometimes they want to see Bub do his little dance with his little top hat on. Right. And so it got, then it started getting a little bit ugly. And and the whole time Johnny Ace is following me going, Bub, I'm telling you, they're going to fire you. They're going to fire you. Don't do this. Don't do this. But I just couldn't hold it in. I mean, I, no. I went in that finish room. Willing to do anything. And when Big Vito said, I'm not even on the pay-per-view, I fucking lost it, dude. I was that's, completely that's lost it. fantastic. Oh, my it's God. Just, it was just ridiculous. But it actually actually fixed it to where it was pretty cool. Canyon, yeah. was, Canyon was the cameraman. Right. But they still could have beat. I still could have won and done this. But right. they beat me with it. And uh, so he was the cameraman. And was kept fucking with me, fucking with me, which caused me to get beat. And finally, I, you know, rip his hat off and his canyon. And so it was, it was actually a pretty good storyline. It's just they could have did it 
you know, why give a guy a win and a guy a loss that's on the that's going to be in your pay per view and one that's not going to be on it? It wasn't personal, and Big Vito knew it wasn't personal. And I told him it wasn't. I said, I said, bro, you heard me ask you how you wanted to beat me. You know, I said, but. So he was totally cool with it. And we wrestled several times and yeah. he's a hell of a worker. Great yeah. guy. I love him to death, but he was actually in the room the day I was going to be calm and do what they told me to, to do. Yeah. And it fell apart as soon as I said, wait a minute, wait, you on the show? He <laughs> no. goes, no, I said, you're not even on the pay-per-view at all. He goes, no. 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 And I went, I got straight up and everybody, <laughs> Don't go to Russo, please. Yeah, so he got he got to witness so, that. So we've never yeah, talked yeah. about it. So that's yeah, funny. That's yeah. great. That's a good story, though. Vito's a great yeah, hand. He and I, just, you know, we just personality clash. It's simple as that. It's he and I just did. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He's great. So um, Dwayne Atkinson with the five dollars super chat. He kind of typoed over it, but I'm going to clean it up for you. He says, "Why didn't Buff ever receive a singles title run in WCW?" That's a that's a good question because I think at one point. <laughs> Because you know, because honestly, by the time you when, when you turned on Scotty Riggs, I should say there's three thousand skies in the damn company. Um, right. Uh, and before you got hooked up with Norton, another Scott. Jeez. <laughs> um. Uh. Scott Riggs, Scott Norton, Scott Steiner. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, right. Uh. You you had a little run there where you were doing the singles thing for a little bit, and I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, people always say, "Oh, he was the he was the first low ball guy in NWO." It's like, dude, Mark got himself. He he's one of those organic. He got himself over by just doing what he was doing, right? You know, As Marcus Alexander Bagwell, yeah, at least That's pretty tough to do. Title. Uh, yeah, seriously, in nineteen ninety, he, he the stupid lethal lottery. They, they they pair you up with a freebird against another freebird on the other team. Like that's just okay. Let's let's just shoot him dead now and be done with it. Yeah, um, right. So, but uh, yeah. So the, you, you got great talent, great in ring work, but you know, almost right away it seemed like you're gonna be a tag guy. And yeah, like, I, and, I, and I really it, got I really got labeled with that real real right. quick and real quick. And, you know, for for what it's worth, you know, five time tag team champion, hundred nine days as champion. That that's not bad. You know, keep in so, mind, keep in mind that's with that's with that's with uh five different partners. Scorp, no, no, yeah, Scorp, no, Patriot, yeah. Scorp um, first. I, I sure, Scorp, sure, Scorp, Scorpio, we okay. were tag team of the year. Oh, that's and right, I rookie of, and I was rookie of the years, and that yeah. was the first cover shot I made with Scorp. Oh, that's so right, that's right. Remember first tag Scorpio? team championship was was two gold yeah. Scorpio, then. Yeah. Patriot, I remember that, yeah. and, and uh, Scotty Riggs, and yeah. then uh, oh god, um, Stat Boy, help me out in the chat room. <laughs> uh, god, I'm so I'm so bad at this. My friend only knows damn stat. That's terrible. Anyway, um, then, so, then, then Luger, uh, uh, you and Lex, where, where were you and Lex? Totally, oh, that's totally, right, Spring totally. Stampede, the, the 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 Russo thing. That's right. Totally buff. Totally buff, man. That's right. I forgot about totally that. Buff. Yeah, there you go. And then Shane Shane Douglas was in there somewhere. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember Shane, but I've got an eight by ten. Right. That has got me wearing the belt, tag belt. Right. Shane Douglas has got the tag belt on. Oh, okay. And we're holding Jeff Jarrett that's holding up the now world spring title. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So somehow or another, me and Douglas became so it may be six 
was five. I, I, you know, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I remember. Yeah, because Spring Stampede was the first after the reboot, the famous reboot, and right. like everybody on Russo's team won the belts that night. So, right. Yeah, you, so you and Shane were champions after that. But yeah, and then and then, th- and then also me and Patriot won twice. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. Because you that may be there a little messing it, it up because you traded with uh, uh, Orndorff and Roma. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Another another interesting combination. So, but yeah, but never, but never the singles thing, and I never understood that. And 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 really, I didn't either. It, it just it just seemed like, I mean, I can't tell you the weeks, week after week after week that we wrestled the Steiner brothers, and I'd go to Terry Taylor and go, Terry, how many times can we fucking wrestle the Steiner brothers, man? I mean. <laughs> I mean, shit, we've done everything we can do, but he go, do this. That's what they're calling for. And then I remember one night I had Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit as Ooh. my tag partners. Okay. Oh, I remember that. And that I was, was when I was, the horsemen were splitting. Yes. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was like just getting over, but right. I like, like right. really getting over. Yeah. But I still did not want my music to play. With these two stars, I'm going out with. No, so I go to Terry Taylor and I go, Terry, please don't play my music, please. Right. And so he does his little calls the truck and all that, and he go, it's straight from the top, your music. So when we come out of the of the back, it's Malenko on one side of me and Benoit on the other side doing their typical, just you know, tough walk. And I'm like, you know, pointing fingers at Malenko and I'm doing the butt thing over toward Benoit and I'm getting no fucking. No reaction. No, no reaction. No, nothing. Ugh. You know what I fucking did? I said, fuck it. And I went <laughs> my butt fucking dance. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? You know? Boom. I said, if y'all ain't going to fucking at least play along and I'm trying to put you over, fuck you. Let's just see who's the most over. I fucking win. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, I didn't. I tried my best. I'm like pointing fingers at him, and this is Chris Benoit. This is Dima Lee. And they just were never even looked at me. And finally, I said, "Fuck this!" So right. I went into the ball fucking strut and come out with a fucking. You know, I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show out and just show him who really is over then." Yeah. And Malik yeah. was so yeah. big on the that guy can't work. Look, motherfucker, it ain't about who can work. It's about who can sell a fucking ticket. That's it. Yeah, that was all right with with Hogan and Flair though, all those years, you know, because they had the argument. You know, you know, it's Hogan's got the worst punch in the business, <laughs> and I I worship the ground Hogan walks on, and 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 he but he sold tickets, bro. He's he's God. I mean, I mean, who who don't love Hulk Hogan? Well, and and, well, and here's Malenko going. Well, he can't. That guy can't. Who gives a fuck about working? We're trying to put people asses in seats, right? The, 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 and the so just because just because Dean's a great worker, and he was, oh, of course, you he know, was. that's going to put asses in seats too. But you got to have a little bit of it all, you know? Right? Exactly. So, but, um, so, so yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand at all why. Uh, but now I never did get a really, I never did get yeah. really a singles run. Yeah, you know, when well, he's got yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, when me and Scott broke up, um, you know, B- Bischoff was loved that because that was about that was about half half shoot. Shit, it was three quarter shoot. Because right. if, you, right. if you really watch right. the interview that was in Cincinnati with me and Scotty face to face, 
Oh yeah. Keep in yeah. mind to keep your job, all you got to do is the ending, you right. know, the, the, right. which is the handshake, and he turned on me and you know, give me the sidewalk slam, and then the chair, and then and then the camel, you know, Steiner recliner, and then and then we did our we did what we were supposed to do. Right. But if you remember, it was a pretty it was a nose to nose. Uh, it was a, the interview was our, one of our best ever because it was fucking a complete shoot. You know, right. and like I went to w- walk away one time, and he grabbed me and jerked me back. Yeah, and you can yeah. see my nostril. Anybody that knows me, my <laughs> nostrils flared kind of. And I said, I said, you know what? Ever since I got back into shape, I said Scotty is just a little bit jealous. Yeah, and he, yeah. and he came back with the greatest line ever, though. He goes, "No matter how great you look, you will always be second best." Right, right. And so right. it was just a great, great interview, man. Yeah, go, when we went up. I said, maybe you want to scan the crowd, look at all the buff daddy signs. And he lost it. He goes, I don't yeah. give a beep, beep, beep about the crowd. You know, I don't give a beep, 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 beep. Yep. You know, so that it was a good, it was a good thing. So Eric was thrilled to death and I had to go to Scotty yeah. two weeks yeah. later and literally go, do I need to protect myself right. for the match? That's true, true story. I said, I believe it. Do I need to protect myself? And yeah. He acted like it didn't even phase him, and he paused, and he went, no. Yeah. But he thought about it. He thought, yeah, like, you exactly. know, maybe, maybe you don't. I don't know. Yeah. And then yeah. I still didn't know, and, and then as soon as we locked up, I could tell he was going to work with me, you know. But right. when he got the sign recliner on, I had to give him, like, the office, like, okay, bro. <laughs> you're locking up a little bit too tight here. Yeah. We, we get it. Side of recliner, Buff loses. Broken high. <laughs> yeah, broken neck. Don't go that way very far still. Yeah, no, don't do that shit. So yeah. before the next person has an aneurysm, because like, he's put it like all over social media and all over. I, I will. Here it is, Big G. Here you go. Five dollars from our friend Jeff. Not me, Jeff. Different Jeff. Where the hell is my cursor? There it is. Meeting Buff Bagwell back in El Paso was the first wrestler I ever met, and we have a picture. There it go. There did it. Oh. Oh hell! I didn't upload. Oh, that's okay. It was, I, I put it in the wrong spot. My bad. Hang on a second. Technical difficulties. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's cool that you know we we get stories like this because you know for us doing the shows all those years we met you guys right, but it was all over phone, sure. over screen. Like we didn't actually get to meet meet you guys. So sure. I, I, that's and, one thing I didn't understand. I can't believe we didn't. We never had anybody in the back to actually meet the stars. Yeah, and not very till- rarely do we go out and, and do like signings and the or anything. Oh wow, wearing the hat. There you go, G. I love that. That's yeah, cool. and, and that's the silver hat. I didn't have oh, that for yeah. very long, bro. Yeah, there you that's go. the silver tights and everything. So that's, that's oh yeah, a man. That's a, a that's a that's a vintage uh, vintage. Yes. Book there. Uh, yeah, yes. but um. Yeah, so it's funny, like like you and I crossed paths in 03 doing the show. We didn't meet face to face until 2012, nine years later. Right. Like it's it just it, it's just you know, people, oh, you got to talk to Dusty Rhodes. I never shook the man's hand. Oh, you got to interview Randy Savage. I never right. Savage. I never talked really, to Randy right. Savage. Oh, you 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 know, you got to talk to you know Jimmy Hart on the phone. I finally met Jimmy years later. Did you? Yeah. Jimmy is a gem. I'll tell you what. I God, he's great. I okay. So we we had Jimmy on around the same time we had you on the show, and then he and Hulk came out when Hulk did his second book, the 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 really good memoir, right? The one that told everything, right. not the WWF bullshit one. 
Um, so I went to the Grove down here in LA for that and met Hulk and uh, Jimmy was there and he kind of looked at me and, I got, and oh, so we had, we had, we finally got our first photo together. It was really cool and everything. Right. And I, right. I, I went to leave cause I was told you shake Hulk's hand. You, you there's a picture of you shaking his hand. That's great, but no post pictures. Right. So I go to leave and Jimmy goes, where are you going, baby? I said, I'm going to leave. He goes, don't leave yet. You got this. Just be calm. I hid behind a bookshelf. Hulk comes walking up to go to the break room. I dart it. I go, Hulk, please, one picture, brother. He puts that big freaking pod. He goes, where's your camera, brother? Oh, man. Because Jimmy Hart. So Jimmy Hart, like, Jimmy Hart made my meeting my favorite ever happen. So oh, Jimmy, course, I, I love Jimmy forever. So oh, God, that's great. That's I, I, great. I, I love Jimmy Hart. And I will, like, people, if, if, if anybody has a reason to crap on Jimmy Hart, they're a bad person. Okay, I'm still that. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, let's see what we got here in the chat room. Oh, wow. $20. Holy crap. Okay. Um, $20 super chat. Thank you for that. Um, from, uh, Adam, any Klon Klondike bill is a urban legend, but do you have any stories about Klondike bill that you can tell? Oh my you God. I just, I would love to ask this person. How does he know Klondike bill? He knows about Klondike bill because of our buddy Eric's podcast. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry, I mean, I don't got a lot. You know what? I've got, I, I do got one good one. I got a okay. great one. All right. Go for it. But you got to realize Klondike Bill was our ring guy. Right. And, and took our stuff around. I mean, back in the early 90s, and I can't remember till when, but I know for three or four years, I would see the suspenders and the, the, the Santa Claus looking beard and, Klondike Bill was his name, and he was our ring guy. And I was very young. I'm 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah. So this is this is this is this has been you know 25, 27 years ago, you know. Yeah. But the only story I have on him is we I was sitting and talking to him one day, right. and he was talking about a woman. Uh oh. How, how deep can we talk here on this? Um, well, put it this way. I think he asked because I remember now. Tony Schiavone's podcast with Conrad is very uh, Klondike Bill heavy, so there's pretty much no holds barred at this point about about Bill. Okay, he and, he and, talked and, about Aaron. I'm sorry in advance. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> he talked about a woman having a urine smell oh, in her hair <laughs> uh, of her of her you know woman parts. And how much that turned him on. And I that's, just remember thinking, here's an old dude who's still, that's still, you know, got something that turns him on and God bless him, you know, but I'll never forget this story, dude. He's, he talked about a urine smell that turned him on. Yeah. And Klondike Bill was a great. I always took time to talk to him because he was such a great guy. And, Dude, Bill and I don't even know. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he died or. I, I don't think he passed. I, I, I have no ending story on him. Right. Because, I mean, you know, it ain't like exactly the the truck guy and us. We exactly right. like we had a lot of time to talk. Well, I mean, as soon as we got there, we were doing shit constantly. You know, I mean, shooting like, promos and right. all that. Right. I mean, he, he, he had his five minutes during that thing where Flair took over and Bill made Eric, you know, run the truck or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, right. we've all seen Bill, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Tony Schiavone has made Klondike Bill the second legends on his podcast. So, God bless you, Tony. We love you, brother. Klondike Bill. That's great. It's fantastic. So, the next one is, I don't know how to, 
like, I think we can answer it with a completely different answer than the ones he chose, but we'll go ahead. Dwayne says, what was worse? What was the worst Russo match? The 49ers match or the Viagra on a pole? Do you not remember he put this man's mother on a forklift, dude? Like, seriously. Yes. <laughs> that is the, that the worst, worst of all. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? And if you remember, I, I had to win and go let her down. Right. To save my mom from the forklift. And keep in mind, this is the same night David Arquette beat Goldberg for the world, world well, title. Well, no, no, no. So no. That, keep in mind, also, that was the last pay-per-view ever. And Vancouver, Canada for WCW. That was it, brother. That was well, no, the last no, one. No, no, no. The, the one in Vancouver was New Blood Rising, which was an atrocious. That was the that was the last August show you guys did. Right. Do we have another show. one? You guys, you guys went to March 01. I don't know if you were on the car. I I remember you and Lex were against Bill Goldberg oh, and uh, and Sarge because that that ended Goldberg's career. Right, 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 right. But didn't Sarge get hurt and end up just being us against? Because I hate Goldberg. Listen right. to this. Oh, here we Another go. story for you. Uh-oh. I hate Goldberg with the blockbuster, but he didn't want me to cover him. He wanted Lex to cover him. He did not want me to cover him. Dude. So, so is that crazy? I, I hit him with the blockbuster, but he did not want me to. T- I didn't hear about it. I heard about it through the through the right. the bosses. But I was not to cover him. Lex was to cover him. If I run into a good relation, Bill Goldberg story, it'll be the first time. Uh-huh. I said, if I have somebody tell me a good relation, Bill Goldberg story, it'll be the first oh, time. I, let me tell you another. Let me tell you another one real quick. Go for it, please. I, I, I was, I was starting to get heat, a lot of heat, right. and it was because of. This was going on, podcasts and radio shows, and and people would ask me questions, and and I'm a very truthful guy. Yes, and I like with with Hugh Morris, for example, I got a ton of heat with Hugh Morris one time mm-hmm. because the guy asked me whoever I was doing the show for out in Vegas. I'll never get it it's in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a pay, I'm doing a talk over the phone, right? And he says, um, "Do you think you know Hugh Morris is money?" And my exact answer was, I said, well, first of all, let me tell you this. I go, I don't consider myself money. I said, your Lugers, your Stings, your Hogan's. I said, that, that's money. I said, I don't consider myself money. But to answer your question, no, I don't think you more is money. No. After calling, after saying, I'm not money. Right. I walk in the locker room and I get a ton of heat for saying this. Oh, of course you do. So I'm like, I said, I said, I pull him to the side and I go, you, did you not fucking hear the whole thing? I said, I said, I'm not money either. No. I said, so I didn't, I didn't just dog you. I dog myself. Right. But he took, he took it serious. So I was getting that kind of heat. Anyway, oh, my Lord. last Piece of my last person to talk to on me having heat was right. Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I suppose we had heat with Goldberg. So this all came from Lex because Lex took care of me. And um, so I go, wait for I'm waiting for Bill outside of Orlando, or I'll never forget his Orlando. And I'm waiting outside, and Bill, Bill, Bill pulls up. And I go up to him and I go, hey man, what's going on? You know, he goes, Oh, nothing much. Just just, just getting here. I said, I said, listen, I need to talk to you a little bit. I said, I said, uh, you know, I hear that I've 
got a little bit of heat with you. He said, well, man, he goes, um, I saw you do something one day that just blew my mind. He goes, and I can't, I, I can't get over it. I said, what, what, what could I have possibly done to blow your mind? He goes, we were on an airplane and this heavy set or he said fat, but I was trying to be, keep the fat word out of it. But he said, this fat girl asked for your autograph on the airplane and you told her no. And I went, okay. I said, Bill, I have never turned down an autograph in my entire life. Right. I said, I've got witnesses that would stand in court and swear that I yeah. have never turned down an autograph in my entire life. And he sat there and swore that I, and that was the heat that I had with him because I did not sign this fat girl's autograph, which Anybody that knows Mark Bagwell, I have never not signed an autograph. I go out of my way. I can't tell you the people that have given me a card. Right. And thought, and they probably thought, that guy will never send an autograph. And they'd go into their mailbox, open it up one day, and there was above Bagwell 8 by 10. Right. I mean, that happened so many times because it meant so If somebody asked for an autograph from me, it meant so much to me exactly. to give it to them. And so I, so here's the bad part. I had to take it. I had oh, to take man. it like I really did do it. Of course. And go, well, I'm sorry for that. And can we, and, and, and so I'd, I'd fix all of my heat, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, but when I heard that one, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? All right. So, so anyway. So here's my shit with Bill. People have heard the story a hundred times, so I'm sorry if you heard the story. Just meet me for about two seconds here. Okay. The same show you were on back in the day. Same show that Bobby Heenan was on. Randy Savage was on. Joni Lauer. Like, everybody that's anybody that I couldn't get from Vince because Vince doesn't do the, the little podcast, right? We call Bill Goldberg up. At, you know, just he wasn't even with the company yet. He wasn't. He wasn't doing anything. And we very respectfully we requested an interview for him. We 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 uh, we talked to him. He just flat out said, <laughs> "Wow!" And my co-host looked at looked looked at Aaron and and like so. Um, he and I don't get along very much anymore. The co-host and I, but yeah, fuck Goldberg. No, no. Yeah, he, he's he's a little rough. I mean, when when we you know when he when he first started. In the business, we was in making, and he had all of his right. big jacked up buddies with him, and oh yeah, they're all sitting there and everything. And and of course, you know, back then it was so hot. Oh your, yeah, your parents wanted to go, your friends wanted to go, so you you only got seven tickets. You had to buy the rest, and so I'm backstage trying to get everybody adjusted and and you know make sure they're not bothering nobody. And my mom and dad's backstage, but everybody's other mom and dad's backstage too. And of so, course. Everybody's kind of juggling and getting their autographs professionally and making sure the guys aren't getting bothered too bad and all that stuff. Well, right. I passed by Goldberg and Goldberg goes, man, you got little feet. And I just what? laughed at, I just laughed, I just laughed at all. But all those, all those big buddies are behind him, you know? And so I walked by not even, I swear to God, I think I think about it. Right. I come back by and he says it again. He goes, I just can't get over how little your feet are. 
And I mean, keep in mind, this is he ain't even he haven't he has he hasn't been on TV yet. Right, right. And I go, I said, I said, yeah. I, I kind of answer. I go, yeah. I, I, actually, I do that little thing, you know. And so I go and do whatever I'm doing, trying to get mom and dad what their autographs or meet Sting or whatever they oh, want to do, and the same old thing everybody was doing. I come back by and he says it again. So I sit down at his table and I put my foot up on the table and I said, little bitty foot with a big old fucking contract. <laughs> yeah. And all of his guys and him just like, <laughs> and, I, and I just went, I said, I said, anything else you want to say about my little feet? And he actually said, no, that's, that's it. And I thought, I said, I said, good, good. Cause uh, I said, these little feet, Need to go make sure my big contract's getting taken care of. And so, I mean, and like I said, I really think I had heat with him from that point on. Right. But see, here's the things nobody knows. Yeah. I love Bill Goldberg. Oh. I really do. We we had we actually became friends. Oh, okay. But, well, sorry about that. Then. And we were friends because we were from the same area and all of that course, and had the same friends. But he followed us around main event fitness, which is Sting, Lex, yes, and me, because yes. that's what we always trained. Yep. And he always wanted to know how to get in the business. Puppy dog. And we always told him. We said, dude, go down to – we didn't have no school back then. You went down to Griffin, Georgia. Yeah. And Jody Hamilton mm-hmm. and Sarge yep. had a little rinky-dink little warehouse – and that's where you got your start. That's where Kevin yep. Nash got his start as the Master Blaster. Oh, yeah. Remember, he was first yep. the Master Blaster way yep. before he was anything else. Vinny you know? or any of that, Oz or any of that yeah, shit. Yeah, way before Vinny yeah. Vegas and all oh, that yeah. stuff. But Funny he had the story, Mohawk. His, he did the biker thing. One of his original tag team partners back then? Al Green. Tyler, not even Al Green. Tyler Maine from the Halloween movies. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember that. I do remember that. And, and, and then, then and Tyler Collins out here, big, big, big Sky, big, big, big Sky, sky yeah. did some stuff. Did, he did some mineral light commercials and stuff. Yeah, freaking Tyler Main works out of our gym over here. He lives out here. He is a big motherfucker. Is, how tall is he? Legit? Is he seven? Well, okay. Put it this way: like he's in the Michael Myers movies in in the Rob Zombie ones, and he makes the original Michael look like a freaking midget. He is like uh, I, he's got to be. He's got to be seven. I'm, I mean, I'm about five seven on a good day if I got platform shoes on, right? Like, All right. He, 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 hi. Um. So yeah, yeah, he is a huge. Those kind of guys. Those kind of guys. You know what, like, for some reason, on TV, they, they don't come across that way. But when they walk in your house or walk up on you, it, yeah. it really, it really is. So so impressive. I'll never forget, Mark. The first time I went to a WWF show after uh, Paul White had jumped ship. Yeah, I was at ringside, and the giant walked by me. I went, "Good God, damn. yeah!" Like, and and at that time, he was the biggest guy in the sport until uh, Kali came along. And I was at a show in LA when Kali. Well, I was across the arena from him, and you can't see yeah. anything because there's people in front of you. I could see Kali's upper half. Yeah, ring going. Kali had to be like seven, seven and some change. He had yeah, to be like, because- like, like, like he, he was near El Gigante. He was damn close to Gigante. He was huge. Yeah, yeah, he so. had to be over seven because I actually measured. Believe it or not, I was. Uh, everybody would always stir the shit, but I was right. kind of always the guy that did that had to follow through and do it. Right. Well, the giant. 
and and Nash did not want to measure and see who was the tallest because neither one of them wanted it to be shorter. Right, right. Well, finally, we get it. The boys get it all stirred up big enough to where they take their shoes off, and who's holding the measuring tape? Of course, Mark. Me. Because you know, God forbid anybody else getting the shit. Oh my God! Because nobody else wanted it. Nobody else wanted the job to get the heat. I said, "Fuck! I'll measure." So. I swear to God, on your life and mine right now, I pull the measuring tape up, and they were fucking identical. New footed, seven foot tall. Yeah. So, but here's here's a story on on. First of all, have you seen any pictures of Paul White lately? Uh, I actually ran into him just before the shit hit the fan. And- Dude, he's got abs and everything now. Yeah. It's like the hell. I got a picture. I got a picture of him. Pull it up online. I got a picture of him with ripped abs. It's I mean, you ridiculous. can see two, four, six. You can see six abs. Right. And he's lean. He's holding the the phone himself. He's got pecs. And I mean, he looks tremendous. He's got a big fat picture of him as Big Show. Right. And he looks so great, man. He looks fantastic. Seriously, I don't know if you've seen that picture of him. No, I have. No, I have. Can you imagine if that big show came into WCW or the WWF? Dude, he'd have been. He'd have been. I mean, unstoppable. Unstoppable. But, but at the same time, he was really hard to handle at first, anyway, because he right. was such an athlete. Do you know he could do a kip up? Yeah. Oh he yeah. Could do he a kip up. I saw, it. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and the problem was, is we needed a. Well, look! Look at me here. We need a uh, right. Need Andre. Need Andre. And he didn't want to be that. Even Scott Hall would make fun of him. If you remember, Scott Hall would always go, oh, and he hated it because yeah. he could throw an arm drag, he could throw a drop kick, he could come off the top rope. Top rope. Yeah, he could do all that stuff. But we didn't yeah. need a giant that could work better than us. No, we needed a we needed a giant that well, came he, in and oh yeah, if and he didn't he was, want to play that role. I remember he was brought in to go against Hulk and be Andre's oh. son, and it just it, I was I, there when he got hired. The camera was going around the the building, and front row is this, you know, Paul White was a good looking dude. Oh, I mean, when he had the long down. hair and everything. I mean, even we had we had a fight on who was better looking one time between me and him. And <laughs> nice. the boys are going, Paul, you're a good looking guy, man. But Bagwell's fucking off the chain, dude. He's a and he would argue. He would argue about. He go, uh, I'm better looking than Bagwell. I'm better, and, and he was a good looking guy. He really was. Right. And me and Paul became very good friends. He rode with me and Lex for a He's couple a cool years. Guy. He's a really cool guy. He's a super cool guy. Yeah. But I swear, dude, I got a story that's hilarious. And it anybody that knows about bottled Coors Lights Uh-oh. knows that they're very hard to get off. Yes. And Paul White at a pay-per-view meeting, which we didn't make many of. That's when you had to come in the <laughs> night before. Yeah. The night before just to right. bullshit around and make sure you were there for the pay-per-view. Right. And, uh, but we actually, this is back when we had to do it. You know, we were, it was, things were getting serious and everybody was there. So it's me and Luger and Paul White, Big Show and the Giant for us. And uh, Scott Norton and da, da, da. 
I mean, he's he was a, you know strongest man in the world and all that. Well, yeah. yep. uh, Paul White reaches over with the Coors Light bottle bottle and goes with just with his thumb, and he goes with his thumb, and the top goes, vroom, yeah, and it hits the roof, yeah. And then and then Norton goes, I can do that. So Norton grabs it and does it, and it goes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all the boys were like, and he kept trying, he kept trying, his thumbs bleeding. And, and you Scott Norton on a power thing. Yeah. Oh, dude, because yeah. I mean he was you know, he legitly was, you know, the world champion strongman and I mean, oh, yeah. arm wrestling and him and you know, Rude had that same thing. Rude was a legit like yeah. state, state or whatever champion. And two guys that are Pricks and grr on the air. You'll never meet two nicer guys in the world. Swear to God. Rick oh my God. Morton. My God. Just is he amazing. not a teddy bear? He's Scott the biggest teddy, teddy, teddy bear. And Rick Rude, the one time I yeah. remotely got close to him, super nice guy. Oh, yeah. I, I loved it. If you remember, if he came out to wrestle by himself, he was a little bit boring. And then when he came out to wrestle with me, it was, I was on his back and it right, was right. And, 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 and it was and vicious somebody, and delicious, you know? Yeah. You, oh, speaking of that, okay. I got a bone to pick came with you. Out. I got a bone to pick with you. Come on. I want to know who was in charge of manufacturing either WCW merchandise or the periphery stuff like went to Walmart or whatever. Because I, because I found out through you yesterday that you, like Rob Van Dam, like Chris Jericho, and like the Undertaker character, 30 years in this year. I didn't know that till yesterday, right? So, yes. I'm, okay, well, I bought a Taker shirt, and so I, I, I got to buy me a Buff shirt to, ma to match the set. Good luck. I go to eBay. These shirts are fucking atrocious. They're terrible. I've got one, and it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's the only one that I've ever seen, and it's yellow, and it's a bit, you know, and pictures with wrestlers' faces on them never sell very good, but yeah. it's got my face on it. And it's it says Buff is the stuff, and it's got a little something on the back, right. uh, a little writing on the back of it even, but it's yellowish. Yeah. But I've seen that one a couple of times. But I'm telling you, I think it's the only shirt they even gave of me, bro. So it's, it was brutal. So, so I, I got I got in a lot. By the way, I got in a lot of trouble for arguing about that. Uh oh. Well, then yeah. I'm gonna get, I, 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 I'm gonna get you in more trouble right now. I don't really care. Good. They're dead. Who gives a shit, right? So okay. exactly. Um. All right. So this is what I find on freaking eBay. This is ridiculous, and I'm very chapped about this. The, oh, the, okay, I do remember these. The one, the one I'm talking about is the blue, and the one I'm pointing right here. Uh, the bottom far right one was just a look at this uh, shit. A guy, a guy that I knew made it, and somehow it kind of stuck out. But the only one that I felt like was a good one was, I think, the one that's got Buff Daddy, the blue in the back. Right, this one. Besides the one with my arms out was yeah. the only one. I've never seen I've never seen the vicious and delicious one. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the one I can't afford, and it sucks. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. Not, but the one the one in the blue is, that, that is a right. pretty is a is a pretty good one. Yeah, but the and the is, one below it, the one below it looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, it looks but, not but, bad, not bad. But here's the problem men's 50 small. bucks. Men's small, 50 bucks, youth large, 40 bucks. 2X, which will barely cover my fat ass, and it's this god-awful, and it's not even both of you. 
It's yeah, and where's he at? Well, that, that, like, so I need to tell like whoever ran Turner Merchandise needs to go kiss my ass. Uh, oh, dude, they, 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 oh. they, they, I said I got in a huge fight with. You got to realize we didn't have a we didn't have a uh, no, you didn't marketing. Yeah, none of that shit. There was no computer stuff that you could have just right. picked and wanted to do. There was a piece of paper that you right. went and checked and seen how many shirts you sold that night. And yeah, I was like, Eric, can you not give me a decent shirt that sells, man? Yeah. You know, so I got in trouble one night for that. And, of course. And then, and then, of course, Brad, what was his name? Brad, the TNT president. Brad Siegel. Brad, Brad, Brad Siegel. Very good. He was. I didn't say that loud. I, I, showed, up, I, didn't say it. I showed up to his office one day because I was in trouble. And I was in trouble for three things. Right. And. As I walked in the room, I went back to close the door, and the door closed on its own. Whoa. And I instantly was off my horse. And right. like well, I was like, whoa. I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like in trouble. Yeah. So we sit down, and I'm actually having a hard time remembering all three things now. But one was a drug test of course. in Birmingham. That, remember the night they dumped all the red dye on us and all ugh, that? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. We had me and Shane Douglas. I've only got one witness for this, but a good one. Me and Shane Douglas went to the mall and picked out everybody's clothes. We went out and wrote their shoe size down, mm. their pants size, and we shopped for everybody's clothes. That way, WCW had to buy, you know, a $300 pair of cowboy boots or right. whatever. Right. We wore the stuff that we bought that was cheap. So yeah. we had the red dye dumped on us, so it didn't matter. Right. So during that and being in five segments out of 12, they're trying to get me to piss. And I said, Brad, I said, whatever in my system today in Birmingham is going to be in my system tomorrow, no matter what you do. I said, so big deal. So I get out of that trouble. The other one um, was, God dang it, what was it? It was three things. Um, and I can't believe I can't remember because it cost me $40,000. Jesus. Forty grand, brother. That's crazy. I sat at home and lost a month's pay, which back then was that stage. That's, that's 40000 Yeah, that's bad. And it didn't hit me until I was almost home. Because that was two pay periods, and I called him up and I said, "Brad, that's forty grand." He said, "It's that or your job." Right. I said, "See you later." That's right. But that's the time where I was in um, the Texas town, way down um, at the spring break in Texas. Oh, geez, yes. What's that town I, called? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but uh, what, baby? No, no, it's way no, no, down no, no. at the very tip, and it was a huge, huge spring break. Uh, 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 God, I can't think of it, but it was right at the tip of uh, Texas. But anyway, we we're there, spring break, having a blast. There's ten thousand people on the beach, and we got a big stand there, and nobody. I mean, the the kids are, are not doing anything. They're not. They're not. They're not clapping they're not getting with the music nothing and a girl named um 
Donna Seaman, believe it or not, that was her name. Donna Seaman, and she loved me, and she was head of marketing. And oh, came, yeah, okay. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. she came to me, and she goes, please, please, Buff, come up here and get it going. And I said, can I cuss? And she right. goes, no. So she went walking around. Fans still ain't doing nothing. She's panicking. She comes to me a second time. Please, Buff, please, anything. I said, I can't cuss. I said, can I cuss? She goes, no. I said, I can't help you. So finally, she comes to me and she goes, you can do anything you want. Here's a mic. Get these people with it. Uh So I walk up on this. is a true story. Now, somebody surely to God's got a video of it, but I've never seen it. But I made the front page of the globe. I I get up on stage. I grab the mic and I go. Who wants to see some pussy? <laughs> I remember this story now. Yes. And the crowd exactly. goes crazy. I point at a girl and I point where I want her to stand. She walks out. I grab her short bikinis and drop them and she steps out of them. Nice. The Fantastic. next girl I point at, I point to the ground. She comes out. The crowd's going crazy. I drop her trunks. Oh, my God. She steps out of them. I go back. I hand Donna the microphone, and I said, there you go. The crowd's going crazy. We got naked girls on the stage. Hey, up behind the stage is Eric Bischoff and J.J. Dillon. (laughs) The cops are laughing. Not one complaint. Not one arrest. Nope. But it cost me. Forty thousand. I said, Brad. I said, that's something Buff would do. And I said, Buff, that's something Buff is cool. That's cool, right? And he goes, Time Warner don't think it's cool. As I was going to say, Eric, for for, for all the for all the for all the corporate he got into down the line, Eric was still a cool guy at the end of the day. And even oh, JJ, yeah. who was this old waspy, you know, white guy, you know, from the seventies or whatever, he died. all of them were up there clapping but, and just with it. But, but I, 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 I lost the money, you know. But like, then freaking the anal guys, this because those anal guys in the South Tower couldn't handle it. They, 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 they couldn't process. All right, I need no. the super chats. I, the super chats are going crazy, so I need to get to them real quick here. Let's do it. Um, all right, fifteen dollars. Okay, guys, I know you want to ask the questions and 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 and, and get the sound bite from Buff Bagwell, but come on. But I'll go ahead and ask it. But come on, guys. How often did you have to carry Disco through a match? And was he as great a worker as he claims to be? Dude, okay. Before you oh, start. Wow. Before you, okay. Here's, here's the thing. I don't like Glenn now because his personality grates on everybody he talks to. Right? When Disco was in the ring doing the Disco thing, he was a damn good worker. Like the, yes. the, the only reason he was in the NWO is because his character was a goofy idiot. Yeah. Like honestly, when they when they put him with the wolf pack and it made him, you know, Scott's bitch for a while, it worked though. It was funny. Right. But you're not gonna have Disco be a full-time wolf pack member. He's not that cool, okay? But in the ring, you know, take the stupid wolf pack shirt off it, but put him in the ring with the tights on, he'll Cherry, what, all, all, all I'm what was it I had to call Glenn and get and cuss him out over? Oh shit! Here we go. What are you dogging me out about? There, there was something that I literally, which is brother, you can. Have, there's not this many people I've done this to. I literally had to call him 
and ask him, what the fuck are problem? you saying yeah. that for? Yeah. Because he, he buried me, and I can't remember if it was over on a, a big podcast. And, I, oh, and he goes, man. oh, man, that, that, it was a joke. I said, bro, people don't, I can't remember what it was now, but it was heavy. funny. It was deep. Yeah, but funny, to dude. stick with the question, to be honest, right. Glenn Gilberti was a fantastic worker. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Bro. And, I mean, he always, always was there, never missed a spot, never missed a move. Yeah. Every match I've ever had with him, we nailed it, nailed the finish. I mean, it was yeah. – we did, we, Glenn Gilberti, you just, you just can't – you can't dog out for that. There's no way. I mean, and, he and, was and really, know, really, and, and really a, is, good, a good talent. You know, when he wasn't wrestling – He's got that Scott Levy Raven mind where he can come up with shit. It's gold, oh, yeah. right? And oh, th yeah. that's the one thing I regret about Vince Russo not going back to the WWE before um, uh, they brought uh, Gilbert. Uh, Gil was, uh, was an agent for us for a while. That's the same. When, when, when Vince was getting ready to jump back before they before TNA started, you know, Glenn right. was part of the deal to go with Vince Russo. And I'm like, yes. oh, please put him on the damn writing staff. Yeah. Cause it's like, ah, oh, cause he's a creative dude. He just, dude, he's, he got, is. He, he, he's got that Russo personality where you catch him one minute. He's the sweetest guy. The next minute you want to punch him in his mouth. So I mean, he was one of the few guys that I would work that right. we did more of his spots than we did of mine. Well, exactly. Normally, right. normally like even when I would wrestle Luger and the Steiners and those guys, they wouldn't admit this, but I'm being honest. It was it was a majority of my my spots we came up with, right? And then of course, you know, they always ended up winning or racking me or whatever. Right. But it was me yeah, coming up with the funny. Yeah, me coming up with a funny. Yeah, me coming up with a funny way of getting into it, you know, right? And or a creative way, and that's how Disco was. He exactly. was getting beat and still coming up with a cool way for you to beat him. Right. So he was uh, Glenn. I never had a problem with ever. But when he did this podcast, I'm talking about that. I called him on. I don't call nobody, dude. I wouldn't waste my time to do that. But this was a friend that I can't remember. I cannot believe I can't remember. But he crossed the line on this. Uh, and I, I and I want to think was it pills or partying? But it wasn't. Right. And I mean, we've even got a great story for that where we had to run from about forty guys that were going to kill us one night and. And I ain't Florida somewhere. And he, he told that story a thousand times, but he was on this podcast, dude. And, and, and let me up. He oh, let me man. up. And, and, and see, yeah. and, 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 and that's unfortunate because like, once it really, it really, you know what I told him? I said, to be honest with you, I said, it hurt my feelings. Bro. Right. Exactly. I said, I'm not mad. I know. I said, I said, I'm not mad. I right. said, it hurt my feelings. Exactly. I said, we go way back, bro. We started at the same place with Joe yeah. Pedicino. Yeah. And, and I mean, Scotty Riggs, me, oh, yeah. uh, the gl Glacier. He was called, the Glacier was called the Blazers. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude. And, yeah. And, 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 and Scotty, Scotty was called Scotty the Body for North Georgia Wrestling. Van oh, Hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Van yeah. Hammer was there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys came from that from that Joe Pedicino North Georgia wrestling, right? And I, I was, and I have, and me and Glenn were were, were, were two of them, and yeah. uh, but, but it just really did hurt my feelings, man. Right. It really did. But uh, but anybody answer your question? That's 
that's really I never carried disco. No. He even carried me, to be honest with you. If anybody <laughs> yeah. carried somebody, yeah. you know, and really, 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 he really is a great worker to answer your question. Exactly. So uh, before I get to my super chat, let me have a, a brief moment here of a Meech Markout. Um being a WCW guy to the death, how cool was it to be at the biggest Starcade ever and get a win over your buddy Lex? How cool was that? Like, uh, dude, shit. can you imagine? Right? I mean, I I was a kid, yeah, sitting in my living room watching Lex Luger on television, being the world champion and facing Sting. Yeah, that's like yes. And then all crazy. of a sudden, yeah. I'm in the ring. With side legs, yeah, and I'm tag team partners with him, and we're world champions. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I get a chance to beat him. Yeah, and, on the undercard of Hogan Sting, like seriously. I mean that that's big time, brother. That's that's, that's semi main against one of the tops, dude. And you're beating one of the top talents of the world, brother. So that's was you. That's where my chest puffs out for my friend. I'm like, look what my friend did. Look at that. Look at that. Look at yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, see, see there. I told you. Yeah, that's exactly. my buddy. That's you know? my, yeah. So I'll, um, I'll tell right. you another story real quick. When okay. I beat Flair, I beat Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper back to back. Yeah, that that blows my friend and, and, and dude, I'm, I, I and the next week was Atlanta. Yeah. So I remember calling my dad, going, dude. "We made it. We've got him." Right. And then guess what? They buried you. <laughs> David Flair in front of 85,000 oh. beats, beats me. Oh. And this, is when he, this is when he couldn't run the ropes or anything, bro. Yeah, right. I, yeah, had, to almost, I had to almost pin myself. Yeah, he wasn't crazy, David. I had to hold my own leg and like pin myself. And, and, and the people just booed. I mean, oh. there was stupid signs everywhere. And guess we were the first match. Match number one where everybody's all fired up, and here comes Buff Daddy, and Buff Daddy loses. And I just went in his home state and ripped the rope out from underneath me, you know, just like that. But when I beat when I beat Flair and got to the back, Luger goes, "I want to congratulate you on that." I go, "What? What what do you mean?" He goes, "He goes, I never beat Flair in eleven years, not clean anyway." Lex Luger. Never beat. Nope. No, it's so funny. I was like, whoa, it even multiplied it by a million on yeah. that he put that I put it, you know, that I was able to beat him and, and put me over. Yeah. So I really yeah. thought they had plans for me, and yeah. then they just caboose in Atlanta of all places. Yeah, it's funny. On that infamous legends roundtable we talked about off camera, um, one of the clips they showed of Lex, who's also a heat seeker, uh, was oh, him. Yeah. Was him beating Rick for the title, but he was so bloody they called it a uh, 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 Safe uh, uh, Commission stoppage. The whole stadium is going batshit thinking Lex won the title, and Tony's on, on microphone going, I don't think so. And right. they tell the crowd that Lex is he didn't win the title. You can oh hear my the God. Just, why, don't, why don't we just completely, yeah, completely just oh. suck the air out of the oh. crowd, right? And and, and, I, and I get it, Dusty wasn't there, but it's such a dusty finish. Like, God damn it, really? Yes. Anyway, yes. so this gentleman says, I was there the night you got hurt in South in Columbia, South Carolina. Wow. So glad you recovered, and God bless you. I agree with that, dude. Like, it, dude. It, it's so funny. He and I have been talking the last 24 hours. 
the neck injury was the least bad thing that's happened to him. Like, oh, dude, like, that's nothing now. I told you sure people going to go, how's the neck? How's <laughs> the neck? I forgot about the neck. Let's talk about yeah. the hip and the shoulder and the and yeah. the knee and the everything. The ankle, and yeah. yeah. The ankle, I mean, yeah, yeah but the I, neck for some reason, man. And I'll be honest, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Right. The reason for that is because I had my surgery before the cadaver stuff. Yep. They, now, don't get me wrong. It is a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. They have to shave your hip off uh-huh. to put in place of your neck. Right. And six weeks after my neck surgery, I'm limping around and people go, what happened to you? And I go, I had neck surgery. And they go, why are you limping then? Because they didn't realize that I had to shave off the hip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you looked up in the history of medical books in 1998, April of 1998, when I broke my neck, 26, never forget it. That was, that was a time where doctors were experimenting with cadavers. Some were doing it, some wasn't. And my doctor did not do cadaver because Real simple math. Your bone is going to heal with your bone oh, yeah. better than somebody else's bone healing with your bone. Yep. And so that's that's why they really, you know, went with it. And, man, my neck came out. I, I mean, knock on wood, I've never had a – I mean, they and keep in mind, how long did they do the, oh, they're going after that neck? And I had to come back to Bishop and go, Eric, we got to drop the neck thing. I said, it's done. It's over. Yeah. And even when Rick Steiner grabs your neck, I mean, it's a man grabbing your neck. Yeah. I mean, a full blown man, you know? Right. And you're like, damn, man, easy, bro. I mean, shit, it really is. It really is a broken neck, you know? Yeah. So, and then one night, Lex hit me with the guitar over the head and he got a little too close to me. And the neck of the guitars were real. Yeah. So the other was balsa wood. But he caught me with the with the with the with the. the I remember the, that that was that, that was when Jerry debuted, and he that's the, when he I turned watched, on me. I watched that clip. I went, oh, oh, yeah, man. like, and I came oh. straight to the back, and I said, Eric, that's it, no yep. more neck stuff, Please, man. man. I got away with a broken neck, being paralyzed for eleven minutes. Yeah, come on, man, let's just get off the neck thing. Yeah, and we did. We dropped the neck thing, and. Went back just to me being, you know, just whatever they were working. That's what they were working, arm, leg, whatever, you know. So I, I mentioned to Mark off air. I'm going to tell you guys now. I, I basically call him from the neck up, he's Mark. From the neck down, he's a $6 million man now. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really am. All right. Last question from Dwayne, he says. Um, and this is this is a little sore, so if you don't want to answer, that's cool. Um, what was it like backstage at Bash of the Beach after the Russo-Hogan thing? Uh, well, first of all, let me tell you backstage with Russo. Backstage <laughs> with backstage with Russo when you first met him. Right. He brought in all the top talent, which was about I'd say there I'd say forty guys. Right. He brought in forty guys, and I can't remember the town, but I remember being in catering, and he had a, a room special mm-hmm. that he was bringing in one guy at a time. Right. And tell them what he was going to do. Well, you know, all 40 guys got together and found out what did he tell you? What did he tell you? Of course. And he ended up telling all of us the same thing. 
which was what's wrong with WCW is where you're never, ever, ever, I'm never going to be on television. Everybody else wants to be a star. They want to be on television. That's why the twin brothers were always on TV. And all you heard was his voice. And then a couple weeks later, he's got a baseball bat. He's the world heavyweight champion (laughs) beating everybody up. So, yeah. you know, Russo, God, I, lo- I, lo- I love Russo. Right. But, I mean, if you're going to sit there and bring in talent and say, I'm never, ever, ever going to be on television, you should never, ever, ever be on television. Right. If that's how what you really think is what's wrong with this company, Fine. then yeah. why are you going to screw it up and be on it? Right. And at a buck 60, at 62 or whatever, at a buck 60, why are you going to be a, a badass with a baseball bat? Right. It ain't like you're jacked up and can kick ass. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. I mean, so I love Russo to death, but that's if he would have stayed with the off camera thing, I really thought that worked and was kind of cool. Yeah. But, I, I, but yeah, the back I, I, of that Bachelor Beach thing, right. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really, I, I just stayed out of that. It just okay, was yeah, such a, it was such a nasty. Yeah, dirty thing that I just didn't want no part of it. So backstage really wasn't that bad. The only backstage thing that really ever happened bad was when Scott Steiner beat up Dallas. Oh God, that's that's so bad. And he literally was trying to rip Dallas's eyeball out. Yeah. And me and Legs were getting ready to do a, a interview, and Scotty's supposed to be in it, and he makes it. Uh, yeah. They're fighting over what Scotty said about Kimberly. Yeah. At the Richmond Coliseum, I'll never forget it. And this is when Russo and Bischoff are running the company together. Mm-hmm. Like that was going to work. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. here come Dallas. And let me tell you something. Dallas is a badass. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he, he, oh, he yeah. did a lot of things over the years that made people go, whoa, don't. Definitely. Don't screw with Dallas. You may get your ass whipped. No. You know, Dallas was no joke. I mean, he'd whip your ass. So right. Dallas, he wasn't a, a troublemaker, but he'd fight you. And uh, so here, you know, Scotty come at him and Dallas, you know, defended himself the best he could against Scott Steiner. But Scotty was going for his eyeball, bro. Right. And somebody got Scotty off of him. And damn, if he didn't three, two, one, and he was standing in our, in our bitty, in our uh, little three. Promo, little promo, yeah. Promo yeah. we had. It was, that was live. Jeez. It was live, and he made it. And we, That's me, and Lex were making fun of Goldberg's book or something. And 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 Scotty was talking about something, but I mean, he made it. And I was like, God damn, That's like, crazy. Man. Yeah, Scotty I, was amazing. Yeah, and, and again, you know, people shit on Scotty for not being professional. You can't be more professional than getting your eye, you know, having oh, somebody die on he was, camera two seconds later, like hi. Yes, yeah. So, Scotty in trouble for a little things, and so would I, and. They called it that we weren't professional. Like one night we had a thing where the, you know, the metal thing that opens the doors. Right. Well, production had set it up where we were supposed to come through those doors, see the TV and Scotty was going to break it. Well, after the doors closed, those metal bars didn't work. Oh, so the guy tells Eric, that we didn't listen to him and we oh, screwed him up. Now here I got a main event match, a six man with Dallas Page. I think I think Booker T, Stevie Ray. I mean, it's a big time six right. man. Right, right. 
main event match, oh. and I'm having to defend myself to Eric in the middle of this. And oh. I go in his office with one boot, and I said, <laughs> Eric, I'm trying to get ready for a main event match. I said, and I went and got the guy. Right. And I brought the guy in with me, and I said, tell what really happened right now. Good for you, man. And, he, and believe it or not, he, he told the truth. He said, "Good for him." It's my fault, Eric. Da, 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 da. You know, and Eric Eric apologized, right. but still, we we were of course Bagwell and Steiner. They're the troublemakers. They're yep. the they're the heat seekers. They're it's their fault. And all we did was just do what they told us to do, and the door was locked. Jesus, yeah, exactly. So you know, Scotty of course went nuts. And got us, you know, got us in trouble a little bit. And the guy was like, man, I couldn't get him to listen to me. They, you know, so he buried us. So Eric was bringing us in one at a time. And we're trying to get ready for a main event match. You know, it was crazy. Mark, it, it, it occurs to me, you've been buried so much. You could have taken Undertaker's gimmick and just ran with it. I'm throwing it out there. Oh, um, easy. Good one. That's very good, by the way. On the fly, brother. Um, yeah. So Adam says, what inspired $10? Thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. Uh, what inspired you to create the Blockbuster as your definitive finisher? And did you consider anything else before the Blockbuster? Uh, no. My very first idea, because I was a huge, I was a huge Rick, Rick Rude fan. I, nice. I loved him. Nice. He was the first guy I wrestled that I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. Uh, we went, we were down, we were down, you know, downstairs and we were going, it was the rookie versus the world heavyweight champ. And it gives him a good win because, you know, I'm, I'm in shape and young and, and it gives me a good match because I'm the rookie trying to get the world title and all that. So it's a, a good setup and hit and the, and the, and Dusty was booking at the time. So he knew I wasn't going to mess the spots up and give Rick, I was going to make Rick look good and all that. Yep. So it was a good setup. And so, so me and Rick talked about the match. We get in the ring, and he's looking at me or looking toward my way, and I'll never forget it. I went. And I looked behind me because I thought he was looking at somebody behind me, but he was looking at me. And I went, oh, my God. I said, so when I locked up, Rick Rude works very, very snug. Oh, yes. Extremely snug. Yes. So I wanted to answer your question about the Blockbuster. I wanted to do some kind of neck breaker like Rick Rude. So I came up with off the ropes trying to do it. There you go. And me and Scotty Riggs and Cedar Rapids, Iowa, nice. before me and Scotty had our first match against each other in right. front of 100,000 people, bro. That's when we pulled up on the dump trucks and it was snowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, was so, it was so cool. Nice. And, and but uh, believe it or not, Disco Inferno named it. Of course he did. He called it the Blockbuster and it stuck. And yeah. believe it or not, we talked about this. WWE guys use that move. Yeah. I've seen Bobby Roode do it and I've seen Seth Rollins do it. They yep. ain't about to call it the buff blockbuster, but they call it the, the blockbuster. I sit there and, and I go, really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. So, all right. No one more. 
so one more super chat from the chat, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the thing back over. Um, Psycho Jet Black, five dollars. Um, we kind of addressed your question, but I'll th- I promise I throw it up there if you sent five dollars. So there it is. Um, we've told many crazy Scott Snyder stories tonight, and we did talk about Jeff Jarrett. Uh, that we 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 love Jeff Jarrett. He and he was a good worker. It's just you know, he he uh, he unfortunately got saddled with the fact that you know Russo had the sun uh, rise and set in his ass, and it got him heat. It's simple yeah. as that. So yeah, that's, that's, that's really, that's really it. I mean, Jeff and me were great friends. Jeff's a quality um, person, which you don't find often in the business. So no, no. And he really was just, he, he was just, I mean, he didn't try to, you know, muscle his way in or nothing. He was just, you know, he was just liked by a lot of guys like Russo. Yeah. And so he got, he got pushed in, in a lot of good ways. But right. then again, he also backed it up. You know, he could, he could, he right. could work. He was a good worker. I thought, I thought he was a great worker. Every time I worked him, it was just smooth as silk, and and he was a good guy, and we always yeah. got along extremely well. And then, um, but um, you know, I, I really in the Scott Steiner stories, there there's so many, dude. I mean, he I mean he was just when I was managing him, and I was still hurt. I, I was really managing him. I was exactly. really going, Scotty, stop! You're going to get fired. You know, you're you're. You're trying to kill JJ Dillon on live TV here, yeah. you know. So it was it was a lot of stories with Scotty because he was such he was just he was just I mean Scott Steiner was off the chain, brother, at during that stage, and I loved it. It was cool, yeah, right? Yeah. But I couldn't stop him, so I just yeah. tried my best to throw myself in, in the middle of whatever he was doing yeah. so he wouldn't get in trouble, you know. It's like Scotty JJ was all been. Relax, yes, relax, Jesus, yes. Okay, don't kill him. So every time Jeff gets mentioned, the people in the chat room go, the, 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 the never drew a dime line. You have to remember, folks, that line was on a WWE broadcast, and it came from Mike Graham. Oh Mike Graham God. only got over because of his father's God, I, so, you know what? I'm going to say this, and God rest his soul. I don't and, care. And, 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 before you do, because I know, I, know exactly, I know the phrase you're going to use because I heard you use it on another podcast. <sighs> but he is. He's a piece of shit. He, he is. He is. He's terrible. And you know what makes me so mad? Is him and Bill Dundee, which I love Bill Dundee. To oh, death. yeah. But they use, and Greg Gagne too. Oh, yeah. Greg Gagne, Mike Graham, and Bill Dundee were our agents. Right. And because I was the youngest, greenest guy, even though I felt like I was pretty damn good. Um, but they felt like if I was able to be on TV, why couldn't they be? Right, exactly. and and so I, because I was the youngest and kind of green and kind of didn't know what I was doing, and and when Scorpio left our company, I was outside in the ring trying to learn his one and a half. I remember that so I was yeah. going to take that move. Yeah, I was going to use it. You know, I mean, hell, I who? I mean, why wouldn't? Why you, not? Right? Yeah, it's shit. Yeah. So of course, my grandma walks out and goes, "Don't you think you need to learn how to work before you do a finish?" And that's just the kind of guy he was. He was just, I mean. His claim to fame is he he backed down Sid Vicious with a squeegee. I mean, God, what a I mean, who cares? I mean, you're five five and there's and you got a your your tights are older than you are <laughs> and your boots are too. And, yeah. and I mean, God, and you and you just hate he hated the fact that that I was twenty and had a job and was right. kind of green, you know. So it just it just you know, I just I, I never I, I never liked him. 
and, and again, I, I try very hard not to speak ill of the dead. I really try to not do that on my shows. But you guys have to understand something. He is the world's biggest double talker I've ever seen on any wrestling videos ever. And I'll tell you why. Yes. He went on a WWF, a WWE, got to get the F out, Jeff, um, produced DVD and claimed that he brokered the deal to get Hogan in the WCW. Oh, my God. He, he, wasn't, even in the, he wasn't even in the building. Well, no, no. The, 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 the thing is, he he went back far enough with Terry Bollea, where he arranged for Matsuda to bring him in and break Terry's leg. He's so full of shit. He was so full of shit. I mean, and, just you know, anything, man. Without his daddy, he'd have been nothing, like you said. And and uh, it's so tragic that they had the same ending. It's so just awful. Yeah, it is. But it truthfully is. It's it's terrible. But the thing is, you know, Mike's biggest claim to fame is that I know now, looking back. All my, my years as a fan, his sound bites about Hogan and his sound bites about Jeff Jarrett on that on that same DVD, The Rise of All WCW. And 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 on the Heat Seekers, he had a few jabs on me, I believe. I did well, he wasn't on that particular wasn't he, wasn't episode, he on that round table? No, no, that was Michael Hayes. Um right. I, I just watched it. Let me see. Jim Ross. Michael, JR was the moderator. JR of uh, uh, who was next to Eric. Uh, 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 who was next to Michael? Hang on. Uh oh that's uh, who I thought was Lawler, Mike, right? Lawler, Lawler. Lawler. Uh, it was Lawler. Lawler was on it. It was Lawler. Lawler actually was very good. He he didn't say a word. Lawler's always like me, and and, right. and and Johnny Swinger when we go places is a big Lawler fan, and he's oh, always yeah. so oh, shocked yeah. that I mean I spent the night at Lawler's house once, Dude. and I was like, "Are you?" And my, and my girlfriend actually came and told me. I go, "Baby, until I hear it from Lawler, I'm not doing that." Right. And Lawler came up and goes, "Yeah, you you guys are more than welcome." To and I yeah, was like, Lawler, "Okay." Lawler's one of my favorite like legends oh. that doesn't need to be kind, and he's just a gem. No, and he's and he's one of the few. You right. know, old, I don't I don't even want to call him old timer because he's not to me. He's yeah. one of the few legends is the yeah. word right. that liked me yeah. and like like Jim Duggan likes me. Yes, and 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 Lawler likes me. But besides naming those two guys. There's not yeah. a whole lot of names I can name that are legends that like Bob Bagwell because he just was smart ass and yeah. wore his yeah. little top hat and did his little exactly. dance and and some of, some guys liked it and some guys didn't but he I got in a fight with Test one night first time oh. I ever met him and he actually brought up my top hat and said I stole it from Slash and I go are you fucking kidding me I said dude I don't even know I said I know Slash is, but if I did the math, I think I even had it before he had it. I said, oh, but well, well, for no, you to no, even no. think that, he goes, I don't think it. I know it. And okay. so all of a sudden, Lawler and Duggan are taken up for me. And I was going, nice. All right. You know, and, you know, Tess a few months later died, you know, and I hate okay, it. So, you know, so, so. Andrew Martin Test was a uh, a bodyguard for Motley Crue. I'm not Guns N' Roses, so he wouldn't know. Um, Slash did have the hat in the '80s, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on that part. There you but go. So see, I didn't know that. Different hat. So, yeah. Different hat. It's different. Like okay, so okay, if, if you want to go back on who has a top hat gimmick, you're you're all Robin Abraham Lincoln. So sorry, <laughs> you know. Right. And, and you know what? He was in the business too. So there you yes. go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> so I want to ask a couple things. I wanted to, I wanted to get into because we we really kind of talked, you danced around it here. But I I listened to a, a clip from earlier today, uh, and you were talking about the 
because somebody asked me yesterday during my show where I announced you were going to be on today, you know, what's the deal with Jim Ross? And I went, what are you talking about? So I went back and I admit I did, I, I did a Google search. Shame on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the story is, and I'm going to, since you haven't seen the, the, the thing that it was mentioned on, I'll, I'll go ahead right. and uh, uh, cliff notes. Um, when Mark was with the WWF for that, you know, about 45 seconds back in 2001, um, yeah. <laughs> give or take a minute or two. Um, right. uh, he was, he did not, uh, for whatever reason, and Mark will tell his why he wasn't there, but he did not go to a pair of house shows over a weekend, the, the weekend after the infamous Tacoma show from hell. Um, but he said he told Jr. He, he he was at TV the next day. So Jr. tells the story on the Legends thing that you had your mother call the office in Connecticut and say that your boy is not going to be at her boy is not going to be at whatever whatever live event towns it was. But you be TV on Monday, right. and Jr. on the podcast Stone Cold Face says. Thank you for calling Miss Bagwell. Um, please don't call her anymore. If your boy wants to call in sick from work, he needs to call it because he's a man, not a boy. Thank you. Click. Having a night. And then you went to TV the next day, allegedly, and got told the same thing. Right. So I want to hear from you because this is, and again, you've been colorful in addressing this in the past, but I wanted to give you the form. The floor is yours. Yeah. What really happened? with Jim Ross. And you, you said it very, very poignantly on several podcasts. Three people know the truth yourself, right. Jim and the almighty. So right. there's no proving it, but please, the floor is yours. Well, I got to back up a little bit. So, so you get okay. the whole story and the Fair whole enough. story starts with sugar Shane Helms. Oh, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it starts with us being at school. We had to go to school to learn, the 20 foot ring instead of the 18 foot, which is a bunch of shit, but still that's what they wanted us to say and wanted us to bitch about. So I didn't, and I showed up and did my job and all that. And And it was a little bit tough to get used to. It was a little different because they had ropes, real ropes and ours were still cables. So you had two foot shorter and a cable going to send you off a lot faster. Right. If you didn't know that, you're a leapfrog. You're going to land in front of the guy, mm-hmm. or you're going to land. You know, you're going to take off late or whatever. So it, it's definitely worth practicing over. Of course. And um, so one of the last days we were practicing, um, for whatever reason, Shane Helms was kind of hurt. And what we had done is we had like we had like eleven or twelve guys they had hired. And out of that 11 or 12, Booker T, Buff Bagwell, and Dallas Page was kind of figured in as they had a spot. Yeah. You know, we already already had a contract and we had a spot. But you're, you know, you're Sean Stasiak's, you're you're Gendrak's, you're Hugh Morris's, you're Chavo Guerrero's, those, and because there was 12 guys they hired. Right. And 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 that out of those guys, Sugar Shane Helms, Billy Kidman, um, out of all those guys, Stacey and Tori, nobody, uh, Chris Canyon. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm keeping remembering somebody when we had was the last day we had a really great workout. Right, right. And we had guys in every corner. And what you did is is after you did a spot or something or two, 
you just tag somebody in any any corner you want to tag them in. Right. And that person would come in with a guy and he'd cut you off and tag that guy. Hey, arm drag. And we, we just kept like a it was like a 20 man tag match. Right. And it right. and we right. but we really but we really and we were calling spots out loud. Of course. So we wouldn't mess and we because we were just practicing the ropes and the distance and tackles and getting up and all that. And it was a great workout. And Shane Helms wasn't in it. Well, after that whole great workout we had, um, we were all, everybody was sitting in the ring and I was standing on the floor and just kind of was resting on the apron. Okay. And I, I didn't, I, I was involved too. I was at my tights on and did a bunch of spots with the guys. And it was just a, it was a great workout. Right. And, um, Somehow or another, guys start kind of jabbing each other a little bit. And somehow Shane got on me and he goes, well, he goes, uh, at least, at least I'm not a pill head. And I went, whoa, I said, that's, that's, that's awful strong. I said, from a guy that sat around and laid around all day, he said, I was hurt. I go, oh, I know. I said, you look really, really hurt, you know? And I had no idea where he was hurt. Right. And um, um, so, and I said, you know what I can't wait for, Shane? I said, I can't wait for your first interview. And I went, hey, my name is Sugar Thing Helms, and I work for the WWF, and, and I'm just ready to go. I used to be with Three Counts, you may remember, but I'm Sugar Thing Helms. Oh my God! The boys just whoa, <laughs> yeah. And then he just right over the top of it. He said, "Well, at least I ain't going bald." Oh man! And I said, "I said, you know what, Shane? I said, listen to me." And he was, I'm, I'm right here, and he's just right here, right? And he's right. he's like against, the, he's like on his butt with his elbows on the bottom rope, right, right. And I said, I said, bro, I said, let me go this route with you. <laughs> I said. We can just drop it where it's at. I said, or I can just beat your fucking brains out. Right. I said, either way you want to go with it. Yeah. And he just went to say a word that was going to be negative. And I went, whack, with a, just, a, just an open hand slap that rolled him all the way into the turnbuckle. There you go. I turn and go, what have you done? You've done it again. You know, way to go, idiot. To, 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 to your own self, to your own self, yeah. Oh, to my own yeah. self, I'm walking right. off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, brother, kaboom, right. I get hit in the head. Oh, what man. had happened that I didn't know is underneath his T-shirt, mm-hmm. he had an ace bandage on. He had hurt his ribs. And back, WWF, which is smart, but I've never seen it, the WWF, which is what it was called back then right. at that stage, would get ice bottles, would get water bottles and freeze them for injuries. So he had an ice bottle, which is a brick under an ace bandage, icing his ribs. As soon as I turn my back like a gun, he just pulls his shirt out, pulls out a a brick. And as I'm walking off, wham, from behind the back of the head. Kill a guy. I have, I have no idea how I didn't go down. 
Right? Because Shane, by the way, Shane Helms is a badass. Oh, and I yeah. didn't know that either. So wham, I get hit like a ton of bricks. And I do not know how I did not fall or get knocked out because it was that hard. I definitely had a concussion of some kind. Oh, yeah. And and there is blood everywhere. And here comes Johnny Ace, Fit Finley, because that's who was running the school. Right, right. And that Cuban guy that was the – they were like a Cuban tag team for WCW on WCW Saturday night. He was one of the agents somehow. Ricky so those three guys come rushing over, and they go, what happened? What happened? And I'm looking at 10, 9, I'm looking at nine puppy dog faces. Oh, yeah. Going, don't tell. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It was just, that's what their faces were saying. Right, right. And I said, I slipped and fell. And they, and and Johnny A saw them. They knew something was not quite right, but they were like, "You slipped and fell." I said, "Yeah, dude. I just I got out of the ring and I slipped and fell." And you, and so as those guys went away, we all started kind of after you know I go to the bathroom and Shane now is in the bathroom holding a towel on my head. And these are the things we don't talk about: crying holding the towel on my head because he has hit a guy that everybody knows has got a job. And busting I mean, him wide I, open. I, Buff Bagwell's going to have a job, right? Oh, yeah. We all think. We all think. Well, you should. But he's holding the towel on my head, and, and, and I try to get a ball cap on my head, and Mark Jindrak, he's, he's the guy that helped me. Right, right. Whoever whoever had that Marriott room and cleaned it up thought somebody died because imagine yeah. having a head bleed. Yep. And you're trying to get your bags and shit packed after being there seven days. So long story short, right. I Tacoma Tacoma comes up. I don't right. call them. Right. I go see my own doctor. Yep. They got to cauterize my head and it took 25 stitches. Jesus. And they had to cauterize it. Yeah. I had to get a Sharpie and Sharpie where they cut my hair for that match in Tacoma. There by the only match I had. Sharpie the hair where it wasn't at. And so and I never told anybody of power. I didn't use their doctor. I didn't because I didn't want to cause no trouble. Right. I just wanted to get through it. So when I wrestled that match, I probably had a concussion, and I wrestled Booker T with twenty five stitches in my head. Good match, bad match, whatever. It was. It was. I've watched it over a thousand times. I think it was way better than people said, but it wasn't no barn burner either. It was. Go a bad back match. and look at all the great matches. Yeah. Go back and look at all the great matches me and Booker had. We never missed right. a Yeah. I mean, through all the Scotty Riggs's, American Males, all that shit. The Harlem Heat, all that shit. Harlem, I mean, there's tons of matches, and me and Booker always had great spots and stuff. Didn't Harlem Heat beat so, you guys for their, one of their, their reigns? Oh, yeah. And we beat them. Sure and Scotty Riggs beat them for one of the titles. Oh, there you go. And so, and so it's just great matches all over. But long story short, that match happened. So then. I go, uh, we go to, uh, at the beginning of that night, 
in Tacoma, though. Right. And I show up to the building. Right. The Hardy Boys and Shane Helms walking down the hall. Uh-oh. And remember, we've all made up as buddies, mm-hmm. and we're all going to try to keep it quiet. Right. And I go, hey, guys. And none of the three wave back at me. Damn it. So I walk straight to Johnny Ace. Mm-hmm. And I tell Johnny Ace the whole story. I go, brother, I need you for a minute. So I tell him the whole story. Tell him exactly what happened. Damn. All that. Mm. And he says, um, um, so he gets us all together. Makes us all shake hands and all that. Right, right. After that. Me and Booker find out we're main event in Tacoma. And guess what the next week is? Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. WCW. Why in the fuck would you make the first match of the invasion 5,000 miles away from the guy that you bought the company from? But they did it. So me and Booker are backstage talking like this. You know, why are we, first of all, why are we main event? Mm-hmm. Second of all, why are we not waiting a week and just do this in Atlanta? Oh, so we walk out, we get booed. I mean, yeah. everything's against us. We have a shitty match. It just wasn't a good night. Everybody, yeah. Stacey, Stacey Keeper got booed. Our and you told me, you told me that they told you at the curtain, don't do the buff thing. Don't look at the camera. As soon as my music came on, they told me, do not look in the camera. And I looked at Shane. I looked at Shane uh, McMahon. I go, Shane, that's all I do. <laughs> I said, that's all. I said, yeah, that's that's I, <laughs> I go find the camera. I look into it and I pose and I talk into the camera. And it's funny. He oh. says, we don't do that. And my music is playing and I'm almost late because of the pyro. And I go, he goes, you can't look in the camera. So anybody that wants to watch that match back, I want you to compare it to my normal buff bag entrances. Oh, and oh. it's totally, I'm coming down oh. the aisle pointing at people that I'm not even sure who I'm pointing at. Right. Just to try to keep away from the camera. The camera's coming at me and I'm going, trying not to look into the camera the best I can because it's all right here. And I want it so bad to go, here I am. I finally made it. The WWE. I mean, I could have had a blast with it, but no, don't do it. They tell me as my music's playing. God, come on, man. I mean, there's just so many things that's adding up here. I remember. I remember going, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Yeah, and then all that pressure's on us, and then we have a shitty match. Go figure. And then, believe it or not, me and Booker start to have words backstage. Right. And and they stop us. Pat Patterson does the main event matches on WWF. At the time. Right, right, right. And Johnny Ace did the matches at WCW. Yeah. So they, they actually blamed each other. They said, you know what? Guys, stop. Don't get in a fight over this. It's our fault. Right. I thought Johnny told y'all I finished because nobody talked to us. Steve Austin came to us and said, during your comeback, Buff, we're going to hit the ring. You help us beat up Booker. We're going to throw him out of the ring. I mean, throw him out of the back of the building, and we're going to throw you out of the back of the building too. Now, God in my hands just spoke to us, which his name is Stunning Steve Austin. 
Right. That's, right. that's how I remember him. But right, Stone right. Cold Steve Austin told us what to do, and that's what we were going to do. Uh, yeah. But we'll Johnny Ace didn't, and Pat Patterson didn't. So we didn't have a finish for the match from a legal, you know, you yeah. know, per agent from our companies. And so we just did what Stone Cold said to do. Uh, yeah. And they, they kind of got us out of it by saying they should have done it. Well, go figure. I'm sitting at home by myself one day. Like that was on Monday. So this would have been like Wednesday. Okay. And, um, I'm thinking, you know, damn, we got, you know, so we got Atlanta this week, so we'll, we'll, we'll make up everything. We'll fix everything there, you know, and, and uh, get it all right, you know, and everything. So um, he calls, uh, phone rings, Jim Ross. I said, hey, Jim, what's going on, man? He goes, not much. He goes, listen, he goes, uh, we want you to take off these uh, next couple of house shows, and we want you to rest your head because we got big plans for you on Monday. And keep in mind, that sounds as honest as I've been to everybody. That sounds like a great. I mean, I haven't spoken. I didn't use their doctor. I paid my own money for my own doctor. I didn't. I didn't complain to them about my head. I could. I could have. I could have made a big stink about that. But but I didn't. It was right. no big deal. Right. I slapped him. He hit me back. I get my head fixed. I wrestle. Big deal. Right. So I said. Hey man, thank you so much. I I really appreciate it, you know, you right. know, and I really didn't think nothing about it, nothing about it at all. Right. So all of a sudden, here comes I'm excited. I call my dad and go, hey, I'm off the next two shows, and and they're gonna let me re- keep in mind. Why would I call and cancel two drives that I'm gonna drive back to my house and rest? Yeah, that you never sense. do that. If you're gonna yeah. call in a, a call in a cancellation, you're going to call in something hard. Yeah. These are two drives and you drive back to your house. Those are, those are shots you dream of. Yeah. At least, but, you know, at least hundred miles got, before you call in yeah, at least. Oh, so they had this whole thing planned, but once again, there's nobody at my house for whatever reason, right? There's nobody on the phone except me and Jim. And I'm doing what Jim Ross told me to do. And that is, Take the two shots okay. off, right? And we'll see you Monday. And, and we got big plans for you. So I'm literally, I've fallen for the bait, and I'm excited. I'm excited, dude. I can't wait for Monday. Yep. Well, I show up on Monday, and it's about three o'clock, and nobody's. I don't. I don't catch any kind of bad vibes or anything. All right. And all of a sudden, they go, "Hey, they need you." And so and so says, "Okay." So I walk in. And it's Jim Ross, Johnny Ace, and Vince. And I go, I said, and it still don't hit me. It don't hit me because I've, A, I've never had a job except right. wrestling. Yeah. I got into wrestling at 18. So I've yeah. never had a job. So I've never been fired either. So right. I see most people that would see this in the wrestling business would automatically know, oh my God, I'm getting fired. But I really don't. I sit down like, hey guys. What's going on? And uh, now I'm starting to see their face, and I go, oh, my God, I'm getting fired. So they start kind of slow talking, and I raise my hand. And I go, and Vince goes, you ain't got to raise your hand, uh, Buff. And I go, well, I feel like I need to raise it. I said, 
am I getting fired? And bro, without any hesitation, they said, no, you're getting released. And I raised my hand again. And Vince goes, Bob, I said, you ain't got to raise your hand. I said, I, I just feel like it's proper. I go, what is the difference of released and fired? Right. And without a pause, they had an answer for that. They go, if we release you, we've got it. We, we don't have to redo your contract. We'll just bring you back in three months after everything's cooled down a little bit. He go, they go, if we fire you, we got to redo your contract and all that. And so I knew that wasn't true. Right. But I had to act like it was. Of course. And I said, instantly I said, start smiling. Start yep. shaking hands. Yes. It's over. Play the game. I got up smiling, thanking them, shaking hands. And I asked the last professional question, which was, what do I do with my bags? If I start going the other way with my bags, every wrestler is going to go, Hey buff, where are you going? Right. Every wrestler that sees you going that way. No, nobody's yeah. going that way. Everybody's coming this way mm-hmm. with their bags. So I mean, as fast as I could walk with them bags, I was walking oh, yeah. out that fucking door and I was oh, getting yeah. buff. And you're in Georgia. You're in your backyard. You're in the company's backyard. I've got to call call my family that's in the audience and tell them to come home because it's over. Jesus. And my dad just goes, what do you mean it's over? I said, I'm home. I'm at home waiting for (laughs) y'all. Yeah. I said, so come on home. And the last person I saw, believe it or not, was woman and Chris Benoit. No shit. Where did Jesus Christ? Oh, oh my God, goodness. Sleep tonight. And I, I was trying to hold back from crying until I got in my car. Oh, man. And and as soon as I saw Chris, he goes, where, where the fuck are you going? And I said, dude, I just got fired. Oh my and he God. went, what? And so he tried to talk me into coming back in. And I said, right. Chris, you don't understand. I just went through a 45 minute ordeal of released and fired. And I said, I'm just, it's over, bro. I said, they told me to call them back in three weeks or four weeks. I said, so I'm going to do So I could finish the Jim Roll story. Right. I wait four weeks when they said three. Right. Just so to make sure there was no heat. Right. I call up Jim Ross. And I go, hey, Jim. And he went, (sighs) a big, deep breath. And I went, oh, man. Before he spoke, I said, Jim, I'm just calling you back because you guys told me to call you back. Right. And I didn't want to get heat for not calling you back when y'all told me to call you back. Of course. And he goes, we don't got anything for you right now. Mark, call me Mark. Said above, oh, and I went, Oh man. boy, over That's not good. And I said, So, anyway, keep in mind, you haven't heard me say anything about the mother thing yet, right? Because right. I haven't heard anything about the mother thing yet, yeah. The mother thing has not come out yet, right? Then all of a sudden, 
here's Buff Bagel that they fired in one day. Well, why would they do that? And somehow or another, the mother thing caught on, and buddy, everybody believed it. Everybody. It took off. I mean, I. it was like a, a, a the most unbelievable thing they could come up with that would stick like glue, and it did, bro. They believed it, and you know what? They believed it for so long, and I answered that question for so many times that I finally go, you know what? Let's pretend like my mother did do it. Right. I said, let's just, let's pretend like my mother is completely fucking lying to me. Right. She backdoored me. Yeah. She hates my guts. Of course. And she wants to bury her son and call Jim Ross, which she don't even have his number, but she's going to find his number and she's going to call him up and bury her son by saying he's not coming after wrestling with 25 stitches in a concussion I'm on live TV in Tacoma. Yeah. After two, after three days rest, he's not going to come to two house shows. Right. I mean, so I said, let's just say that she did do it. I said, do you fire Buff Bagel over that? Yeah. Why not pull Buff Bagel to the side and say, hey, bro, tell your fucking mother not to call call our fucking, and let, I mean, Buff Bagel now, and then let me say, oh, my God, it's my mother called? And let me go, Mom, what the fuck are you doing? I'm walking on eggshells over here to keep a job. So my point is, I started, I quit defending her and started acting like, let's just say the bitch did it. Right, right, right. She lost her mind and did it. Yeah. Do you fire Buff Bagel over that? Yeah. Well, Do you fire you Mark don't? Bagel because his mommy told on him? What the f- exactly. So what pissed me off was that Jim Ross lied to me. And to be totally honest with you, it cost me millions of dollars. Yes. Now, his defense, the only problem with his defense is the Heat Seeker CD. Right. Without the Heat Seeker CD, Jim Ross's answer works. And that is, I was just doing my job. I like Mark Bagwell. Right. Well, I need you people that have been told that and believe that to go out or look up WWE the Network. Heat Seeker Network, Heat Seeker DVD. And hear how Jim Ross and the panel talks about Mark Bagwell. They're not my friends, and they don't like me very much. Yeah, here's, here's, so here's, it was more. Yeah. It was more fucking right. like heat, and they were mad at me, and came up with this ordeal. But it stuck like glue, and it worked. Yeah. The, so the, the, the problem is, and I've said this many times over the years since since the end of the war. History is written by the victors. And narratives are spun dangerously. Yeah. On that panel, you have Mick Foley indifferent. No, no, no. If Mick Foley says something bad about you, if, 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 if he has a bad word about you, it's your damn fault. Mick Foley is yes, part of gold. Yes. Yes. Um, Michael Hayes. We go so far. If we go handsome stranger, Texas <laughs> Jack days, brother. Yeah. We go way back. 
like like you were getting your start when Cactus was getting that big sting push, right? So oh yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like right there. Um, Michael yes. Hayes. It depends what day you encounter him, whether he's a political jackass yeah. or a beautiful human being. Honest to God. Right. Um, Lawler. Again, we talk about Lawler. Beautiful right. person. And then you got Eric. <laughs> Eric, who spends his days with Conrad Thompson talking about your calf implants. Yes. I, I mean, just drill me, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to get one. I really like Eric, and I really like I don't want to get one up on those two. But. And then you got Jim Ross, who is this usually bastion of good and everything in the business. And he's the greatest announcer of all time. And he's right. been picked so many times by Vince. And, and Eric Bischoff sure. jobbed him out and all this shit. And it's like, well, Jim's got a dark side. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he drilled me, bro. He threw my mom under the bus. And For ran no over. fucking reason. Yeah, dude. And like I said, the but, bad part is I had no witnesses. It's Jim Ross, me, and God, brother. That's it. Yeah. And there is no other witnesses. So who, who are you going to believe? They believed him. So yeah. that's why I reversed it and started going, let's say the old crazy bitch lost her mind and called Jim Ross. Yeah. And what, what's so dumb is... Really fired? Yeah. What's so dumb is... I haven't talked to you about this off, on, off air. Your wife's name uh, was also Judy at the time. Yes. So it could even be going, hey, you know, he, he's hurt. He's not coming to work. Why would you have your wife or your mother call the office? You're not so <laughs> concussed. You can't pick up the phone and go, man, you know, my head hurts like a motherfucker. I need to stay home. Yes. Keep in mind, I've just wrestled a main event and, and, and got through it. So I get two or three days rest. It was the farthest thing from my mind. I was already planning the road trip and who was going to yeah. go with me and yeah. who was going to drive with, who was I going to drive with. And I'm with a new company now. So pretty much I was going to be going by myself or yep. take my wife with me or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, or friend or whatever. And um, because I didn't have any friends up there anymore, I found out that pretty quick. And, right. uh, and then all of a sudden you get this call. I mean, what, what am I going to do? Oh no, Jim, no, I I'm going to be there. I mean, he was, definite on what his decision was right and I, I i do remember going i mean are you sure jim i mean i'm, I'm fine dude my head's fine i'm good no, you're not and he, and, and he actually used the big plans again when i said that for monday yeah and the big plan was boot me ass <laughs> to, yeah kicking yeah. the ass and fire me in my yeah. hometown here's your watch so, it was rough so Okay, um, yeah, I, I, just, I can't even like it, it's because I, I, I can't either, dude. It's, it's it, really it, fucked it's, up. The thing is, between knowing you as long as I know, I've talked to your ex-wife so many times. At, at, at the time we had sweet, sweet peach lady, I've talked to your mom on the phone. Yes, I've talked to Jim Ross. Well, like I, I can't fathom this cycle of hell that was created in this narrative. I just it blows my mind. Anyway, me too. We have a wonderful human being himself waiting in the green room, who's been wanting to uh, talk to you for the better part of goddamn two hours. Holy balls! Um, uh, he is my uh, he is my head statistician for my channel. He is my he is the host of our our sports bar uh, show we do on. Well, this week is Wednesday because the NFL can't figure out what the fuck to do with themselves this week. So, right. um, so, uh, step boy, Mike, come on in, my friend. I appreciate your patience and I appreciate you. Hey, 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 hey. What's thanking up? the, uh, What's thanking up? the, uh, all the super chats. Um, 
quick backstory. Mikey was with me the day you were at out here at the City of Industry appearance. Okay, he looks, he looks familiar. He yeah. looks familiar. Yeah, we, yeah, I sent Jeff the picture. Uh, it, I had yeah. what I called the caterpillar back then. Didn't have the full <laughs> beard. And right. as Jeff stated, I wore the hideous WCW, WWE shirt. And it was the, for the backstory, I mean, it was you, it was Lex, uh, Sheik was there. Um, oh my God. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and in fact, Woo. as, as, as Iron Sheik was coming in, I was sitting on a bench, just minding my business. Jeff had business with you. And as soon as he came around, I shot up and I stood up. Right. And he gave, and he gave me this look and he's like, he almost wanted to say like, why are you standing up for me? Right. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you're the Iron Sheik. I stand you're the up Iron Sheik, brother. That's why. Yeah. And then, and then uh, you were, I think, taking a break from signing. And I was kind of hesitant to talk to you because, and this will be in the question I ask. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you're there to do a job. You're there to sign autographs for the fans. I didn't have any, any money to uh, officially buy an autograph or a picture. And I'm like, can we get a quick picture, Marcus? And you're like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then click, we took the picture. So, oh, well, and, there and, it is, and, brother. And, and there, and there it is, right there. That was the quick pick of of you and me back I in love the day. It. And, and and really quick, Vince had the better part of half a year because he knew he was going to do the, the acquisition. Who the hell in his marketing part came up with that god awful fucking logo? Good grief! Anyway, <laughs> that is a little rough. And like, what's so funny is I bought it because I was. I was one of the idiots in November going, I hope the Alliance wins. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I love it. I love it. I love we, it. We, we lost Mikey. He'll be back in a second. He, he, he's having okay. device issues. Anyway, uh, yeah. like So, yeah. When, when the Star Series comes up, I'm rooting for Team WCW. I'm like, oh, okay. So, Team WCW is going to beat the WWF at the pay-per-view. Okay, Jeff. You're marking out a little too much today. You know what kills me about back on Eric for a minute? What kills me about Eric is I really considered I really consider us like friends, and right. then I got a guy named Eric Zink that anytime he's the one that called me about disco, and I could actually call him right now and just ask him what this disco thing was about, and he would know. Oh, okay. But it's, it's it's not really even worth it. But but still, it was something that I was mad. I can tell I told you. I said I was, and I was more upset than that. Right. And I said, I'm just upset that as a friend you do that. Well, same thing with Eric. Yeah. Me and Eric, I mean, dude, I mean, he hauled our Harleys around. Yeah. And we were friends, bro. Yeah. We were friends. And then, and then when you hear him talk, now you can you can always tell Conrad's drilling me, and Eric's always kind of pulling back a little. Right, right. Still saying some of this stuff, but this this cap implant thing. Oh my god! Dude, he, he fucking it, it was no. There yeah. was absolutely no. What's, there was no pun. Of, I mean, it was just drill me, dude. I mean, what's so funny is he he's always very quick when he talks about like guys. That, I mean, because you were there before he was. I mean, really. Yes. He's, he's always quick to say he you was know, our fucking. He was just a magazine guy when he, I was there. He was like when I came in, I was C squad announcer. You know, I couldn't even have you know uh, towel time with fucking Jim Ross, let alone Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Right. So right. I, you know, but I once I you know got my uh, 
you know, got got elevated or whatever. I like I I got along with Mark. I, I so I, I I'm saying listen, like you get along with him, you have nothing good to say. Why are you picking on his cats? Like why? Yeah. Why? Why is this a thing? Into like be, be, it's called eighty three weeks, which that emphasizes we're talking about how we beat them for eighty three weeks, right? Right. Right. What the fuck does my your, calf your implants calf. come into that? Mark Bagwell's calf muscles helped us defeat Vince for 83 weeks. And guess what my calf implants were? In 1993, nowhere near the 83 weeks. In 1993. I'm just thinking about this. Yeah. This is not even in the 83 weeks, and they make it part of a show called 83 well, Weeks. In, in in slight defense of that, I'm not going to take up for him. No, please, please tell me they, how you see that. What they, what, what, what they do is uh, they did it with all the shows that he's done now. Um, because originally Eric had his own thing; he was doing his own show with his own people, whatever. It was Bishop. Right. So basically, what Conrad has done, and he's it's actually pretty, you know, it, it, it's actually pretty cool marketing. He, he, well, he, he's a freaking uh, mortgage guy; he knows marketing, right? So yes, he's good. Um, so 83 weeks is the name of the show because that's what Eric's most famous for. But he also talks oh, about okay. I, got you. I, 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 I thought this about, was just a, I thought this was a special segment. Oh no no no! no. He's been running for a while. No no no! The, so the, I didn't I, know that's really what he's main. I got you now. I understand. Yeah, because because like there'll be weeks where he talks about his WWE uh, Roger Man. Well, anybody that was in that 83 weeks can be talked about and exactly and because that's when Eric was the most. That's what that was his claim to fame and all right, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. right. Same thing with you know Shivani. Shivani was in the WWF, but they do what happened when, uh, and they do callbacks of old pay per views, including WWF. I mean, dude, they, they got into shaving backs and shaving necks. And yeah, and, and it's fucking it, it, eyebrows. It, and it, I wonder, I wonder yeah. if he was worried about that when the fucking ratings were doing sixes. Right, and me I, and Scotty were on top. I mean, I wonder if he was worried about that. I was going to say, when you he know, was in there parking his Harley in the middle of the ring with a king crown on, he wasn't worried about nobody's shaved back. Or ah, he, wanted, he, he wanted my goatee to be straight. <laughs> he needed he needed my eyebrows to be plugged. For that he wanted my goatee to be straight, for fuck's sake. Like, seriously. Yeah, right. but that 83 anyway. weeks, he needed, he needed guys to fucking be manscaped right. a little bit. So, my, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. The first metrosexual wrestling, I'm like, bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, don't get me wrong now. I do remember having to hide to shave backs. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. when I, I do remember that. Right. And now listen, though, here's the problem. Everybody was doing that. Everybody had their partner right. and they'd go off to the side somewhere yep. and they would shave each other's backs. Right. And that got to be where we were standing in line six rows deep, shaving each other's backs and turning like around the Yes, because it got brother. We wasn't. We was on the road, okay. and, we, and we had to. We had to get our backs shaved. And right. So, I mean, everybody in the room had to get their backs shaved. So, why? Why am I the one getting in trouble for being a, a metrosexual? I mean, yeah, I'm a metrosexual, but who the fuck is it that ever made it? Into, when your name's Buff Bagwell, it kind you of better defined- be Buff. Yeah, you better show up. You better show up as Buff Bagwell, or that name don't carry, bro. Right. But so. you know, I, you know, like I said, he was all for it. We were great friends. So once again, kind of like disco, it hurts my feelings a little bit. You know, I mean, it really did. I was when I heard it, I was like, 
wow. I mean, I, I can see Conrad saying it. Right. But up until that, up until the calf thing. Yeah. Um, I, every time I heard my buddy call me and tell me they were dogging me yeah. and I would listen to it, I heard Eric always kind of backpedaling. Right. Kind of backpedaling. Yeah, yeah. And Conrad was trying to get it out of him, trying to get it out of him, trying to get it. And Eric would, well, kind of, yeah. And, and Eric was and Eric was doing what I would do, which is answer your buddy that you got a show with. But right, right, right. Let's don't bury my buddy named Buff, too. You know? Right. So, and on this one, bro, they went yeah. supplements and, and how Ten much? Minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, oh, dude. Just, yes, I didn't time it, but is that how long it was? Right around there, yeah. Oh my god, dude. It was, I mean, I really when I listened to it, I I mean my first instinct, of course, was to pick the phone up and call him and go, Are you fucking kidding me? Right. You know, I mean, really, bro? Yeah, seriously. You know, I mean, do you remember high fiving me uh and going on Harley rides and yeah, and, and, <laughs> you know, and, and paying me the money you paid me and, 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 and me being who I was supposed to be for you for the show to to, right. to dedicate my life to the show to to make us all look good for this for this eighty three fucking weeks. I said, you know, I I, I feel like I was a pretty big part of that eighty three weeks. Exactly. In fact, I know I was a big part of eighty three weeks. Yep. I mean, buff when your fucking face is on a Capital One credit card, you played a pretty big part in the eighty three weeks. Exactly. So, you know, you know, just know, just know your, you know, know what you're talking about. So it just, it really is the first time Eric really has drilled me. So it kind of yeah. caught me off guard and it kind of hurt my feelings, you know, cause I've seen Eric got, I've, I've worked with him like at the same signing table oh, yeah. a couple of times yeah. and you know, Not just hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And good to see you. And right. And all that. So, yeah. uh, you know, this one just, it just really caught me off guard. And especially it being so old, you know, right. it's just so right. old. And, and, and right. who, who, fuck, who fucking cares? Right. I mean, so, it's no different than, than, I mean, it's no different than somebody dyeing their hair. It's just, right. it, you're, right. you're trying to make yourself look better. I yeah. mean, I watched Rick Rude for years do yeah. the knee pad down in his boot so it looked like he had calves. Right. If you ever watch Rude oh, yeah. put his boots oh, yeah. on? Oh yeah. He had the oh, real yeah. tall boots, and he'd wear his knee pads kind of low. That way, when he tied his boots, it looked like he had calves, and it made his body a lot more proportionate. Because well, be, I because wanted to do that tight. too, but they, yeah. them dumbasses even got into being so deep. They were like, "Well, that's why he wore those other boots." I wore the other fucking boots because it was different, you two fucking idiots. <laughs> They've never been different a day in their fucking life. Exactly. And that's that's why they're just a they're two fucking sheeps. They just follow the herd. Conrad Thompson and Eric Bischoff just follow the fucking herd. That's all they are. Is a couple of fucking followers. And that's all they'll ever be. Conrad Thompson is a fat piece of fucking oh, God, shit. Here we go. Oh my God. And I can't stand that motherfucker. I hope he dies of a fucking major heart attack. Oh, as, as fat as he is, there's no way he's going to dodge COVID. If he watches anything about fat people, he's definitely next for COVID. And I hope he fucking gets it. And I hope he fucking dies from it. 
Because you better put a disclaimer up at this point. He is a zit. He is a zit on the fucking ass of professional wrestling. And he's trying to drag Eric Bischoff into that. I would never dog Eric that bad because I love Eric Bischoff. But I am amazed that Conrad was able to get him to talk that bad about me on the air as tight as me and Eric were. But just remember, Eric, there's a lot of shit that we both know about each other. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of them's out, one of us are out there talking about it. One of us ain't. So right. that's all right. You know, but we can talk about it if you want to. Well, well, you know, before you do that, um, Conrad, if you need me to, uh, uh, get my refund for the subscription, let me know now. I'll, Get that taken care of because he actually charged me this morning, so <laughs> I can wait a month and take care of that. Let, let okay. me say, and let me say that th- that is one of the most epic rants I've ever heard, right. and I know Thank a you. lot about ranting here. Yes, he's Thank you. Thank okay, you. so before I pass so, it back, like you let him ask his questions, let me just say this yeah, about yeah. Conrad because I, I honestly don't have my own issue with Conrad personally, never met the guy. We've had good interactions as far as doing business, as far as you know, me subscribing and interacting with him. But I will say this, for him to have his ass chapped over Mark Bagwell not being at his event for whatever reason, here's the thing with Conrad Thompson. He's a flair-in-law. You're set for life, dude. Okay? Wrestling yeah. life, you're set for life. Okay. Mikey, go oh, yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Mikey. Okay. Uh, earlier in the in the uh, broadcast here, someone Six asked hours about ago or you, yeah. yeah, really. Uh, somebody asked about uh, why you didn't have a single uh run you yeah actually, i wanted to get back on i wanted to get back on that go ahead yeah you actually did you had a you had a you worked with uh with austin for the uh tv title and if you remember it was yes. a draw it came down to a draw and that was a big deal for me because it went down to a time limit draw which was no no winner and that was a big push for the rookie Marcus Alexander. Stunning Rattler, Steve you know? Austin, who was the shit even then. Yeah, Stunning Steve Austin oh, yeah. was like was great. You know, yeah. he was one of the best workers we had. Do, do so you know why I like you working with for the TV title? Regal. Oh my god. Oh god. Regal had a match. It was a clash. Whatever it was, that was a damn good match. Yeah, Regal yeah. was a Regal was a great hand, and he keep my he, he was, was he a great like, hand. <laughs> he didn't he didn't like he didn't like losing. Look like he no. says a lot of guys had egos and stuff, but yeah, he really did put that to the side, and he he did everything. Yeah, um, and then also just, you tried was, to go for the uh, the uh, U.S. title as well, but you got a, you got. Uh, jobbed out to Ming, I believe it was in the first round. Well, it's, the, the, it's, yes, it's fucking yeah. like Ming and Barbarian were the two biggest guys that were really big on that big man thing, right? You know, how back in the old days you had to do the tackle, no sell, tackle, mm-hmm. no sell, and then hit the ropes, and you do the big tackling, he goes down. You know, that's called a big man match. And they were, I love Barbarian. I love Ming to death. But they really, really stuck to that, man. So they felt like if they were bigger than you, then you, I mean, but here's where, here's where we couldn't get them to understand. On a, you can do that through the match. But when it comes to that hot tag, you have got to bump for the baby face. 
Right. You have got to yeah. fucking fly around for that baby face. So you can't do the clothesline, stagger in the ropes, and come back out because the crowd's going to be, Ruh. they want to see a fucking comeback and you the big man bump on the comeback. Right. right. And they just, they just really never did that. And so they were, you know, and plus that, you know, Ming was real big, um, you know, uh, so nice and real big with the company right. and been there a long time. And, yep. you know, so you know, I understood, I mean, I understood the situation, but yeah. you know, they always give me the, you're so young, you're going to be fine. And we'll get, you'll be fine when we finally, you know, give you a push. And, and they were right. right. You know, right. me getting, me getting beat all those times didn't matter because we had, you know, I, I was so young. And then we went when NWO happened. It was, it was all over, you know. I was. Yeah. I, was I mean, I, I mean, honestly, the, the only reason Ming really got revitalized push wise is because the NWO fizzled out in '99. Yes, that's I, right. I, I, that's I, I, right. So, but here, here's my thing: the entire Conrad Network agrees to this every single week of it. He he gets brought up. If the business was a shoot, Haku would be the world champion till the day he died. Because uh, nobody, nobody would dare. To screw with them, let alone no, 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 it's always been no told. Way. dude. Ha dude, Haku, like the freaking Tongan death grip, like no, 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 no. I think what really bothers me the most about Conrad is oh no, is, here we go. Shit, I'm is, sorry. Is, 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 no, it's, it's just it's just has, has he ever even been in a wrestling ring? Well, no, no, the, the, probably the, not. The, I mean, really, has he? The thing that bothers me about Conrad is he's got no reason to be such a poop. None. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, let, let's say let's say let's say that he's been in the ring and he's a badass and all that was. I asked him about Disco and what he said about you recently, and Eric Zink said I can't remember. And Disco's team has taken it off of the website. Conrad and Eric Bischoff have been the ones in the last three weeks putting up shoot stuff on Mark. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're he couldn't. He couldn't remember the disco thing either. But yeah, the uh, thanks, baby. The last, the last. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised he can't remember. But God, it, it, it was pretty deep what Disco said. Like I said, done enough for me to call him. But really, has Conrad ever hit the road? No. The, 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 the thing is, Conrad. Okay. Really? If, 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 I, again, I don't know. I'm. I don't, never met Conrad. My knowledge of the story of Conrad Thompson is he. Um, he, like I said, was a mortgage broker and a fan, like like you, like me, like everybody. And right. he, uh, I think his first podcast, I could be wrong, was with um, Bruce, uh, 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 Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. And then. No, um, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce talked pretty good about me on one of his. Bruce, uh, Bru, Bru, Bruce. He said me a little bit. Yeah, Bruce very rarely. Shits on you if he, I, I, yeah. I don't do it. So anyway, so anyway, yeah. so at one point, Rick, Rick had gotten he he was doing a he was doing a podcast with somebody else. I forget who it was now. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. If you put it on my head, I'm dead. It's over. Um, right. I was working at uh, Wally World in the blue shirts uh, four years ago, and I picked up on Rick's new show, the Rick Flair Show, co-hosted by Conrad Thompson. So he right. met Rick at. I forget what it was. Um, and they became friends, like legit friends, because Flair was going through the all the health shit. And he was just he was having a rough time because his 
his realization that it was really over, like he was done, done, like right. hit him, hit him like a truck. And, he, and right, we all we all know the story with Rick now. Hard on the sleeve, he gets he gets up in his own head. So Conrad right. kind of nursed him through that, I guess is what I what I've been told. Right. So right. when he got, you know, when he got enough notoriety, he got the show with Tony. And Tony at the time was not back with aid and and the spot not back with wrestling yet. He was still doing uh, the the minor league baseball, so right. he had an axe to grind. He was bitter critter Tony, so right. he would come on there and rip into Vince every week and doing the doing the podcast because that's what right. if you're out of the business you rip on Vince that that it's part of the gimmick. Sure. <laughs> so over the course of time, it went from Eric uh, Conrad had Bruce, and then he had. Tony, and then he had, um, and then he got hooked up with Eric doing uh, right. his sequel broadcast, and then he got Jr. because Jr. was not with WWE anymore, and then now right. he has Arn on Tuesdays, so he has a whole week of stuff. Then now it's branched off to subscription, where he's got like bonus, co- like you know, if you're a Patreon, this whole thing. I don't understand why you need to be bitter toward anybody when you've got a hall of fame circle of people making you money on the side hand over fist yeah Yeah. you've got those five people i mentioned you've got medusa in your circle of friends every other weekend doing a shoot thing you've got uh mike yoda now you've got all these people and you feel the need because you feel your side of it is he jobbed you yeah. To find a way to make to work buff into your show every week, right? I, yeah, I, 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 just, I just wonder if I just wonder if Eric remembers, you know, standing up in front of the whole company and going, "See, when me and Scotty started doing all the funny shit with the wheelchairs right. and all that, right, and the McGuire stuff and all that, that was shit we thought of, not the right. We thought shit. of that shit. So one day, Eric goes up in front of the whole company and goes, "Listen." And well, obviously, everybody else were trying to do their own funny stuff. Of course. And it wasn't quite so funny. And it wasn't as good as me and Scotty's. Of course. So they go, Eric goes, listen, you've got to get your stuff okayed through your agent. And he absolutely said in front of the whole company, except Buff and Scotty. (laughs) I tried to hide under the tape, under the floor, (laughs) because everybody was like, Heat seekers. Yeah, the heat seekers. Here we go again. I went, Eric, fuck, man. What you just dumped a ton of heat on us here. But it didn't matter because we kept doing our shit and Scotty is gonna obviously keep doing the shit shit. And we just kept coming up with top stuff, you know. We just see the 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 thing that worked with you and Scotty is that Scotty's fucking crazy and you were trying to keep Absolutely. him crazy and it was legit <laughs> yes you know it was. so it was. it was all right straight up legit mikey please um, there you go i'm sorry i, I okay it's, it's, it's all Go good I'm, I'm loving all the stories marcus my question is this when you were under contract with wwe and uh wcw and part of tna was there ever a time where you were at an autograph signing and things would get like a little too crazy like people would, you know, come up and start asking things that were like inappropriate or they would like want to take you out to dinner or stuff like that. Are there like rules in your contracts that say 
you can be polite to a fan, but you can't go over the top? Uh, to answer your question, there's that's never happened to me. But no, it's not in our contracts or nothing like that. Um, like, like the the only the, the wildest thing I can tell you that's ever happened uh, at a signing for me was one time there was like four thousand people that showed up. And this mm-hmm. is back when we were really busy doing different things, commercials right, right, right. And, and TV and all that stuff was constantly going on. And I really, 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 really did have a flight to catch. Of course. Okay. And there's 2,000 people that are in line that are not going to be able to meet me. Oh, now, sure. Ric Flair, no offense, he gets up, he walks out the back door, catches his flight. Oh, because right. that's, <laughs> that's, just, that's just a job. He's Ric Flair. <laughs> but let me tell you what Mark Bagwell does. Mark Bagwell steps up. Grabs the microphone and goes, I haven't got time to sign anything, but I've got time to at least shake your hand. If you guys will keep the line moving, I'll shake everybody's hand. See? And so I was able to at least shake, and don't get me wrong, there was a few that tried to get me to sign something when they got there, and I would just have to blow them off, keep right. the line moving. Yep. But I did. I, when I left there, Every person got to at least shake my hand. Nice. That's and so good. that's 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 the wildest story I could tell you that the, the, shows the, you that it's totally in your hands. I could have got up, left. Yeah. And you know, you never win those kind of you usually don't ever win those kind of things, but I won that one. Yeah. Like and you're at, the reason I the reason I brought that up was um when I was really into wrestling, we would go to these signings. And there'd be these tons of rules, like, you know, you can only get one thing signed. You can only take one picture. You can only literally talk to the person for like 30 seconds, and then you have to get pushed away. And, you know, the... Yeah, see, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't know that kind of stuff. And when you come to my table at at any kind of signing, I'm in front of my table. Right. I get up. And I'm standing up in front of my table. That way I can hug, touch, shake, talk, anything that fan wants to do. And I do it where everybody else is behind their table, you know, kind of hiding. And and I'm in front of mine, you know, going, hey, here I am. Let's do it. Let's have fun, you know. The, the one out here, yeah. we went both two. He, like, Mark had to, like, the guy, the Gemini guy had to physically tell Mark, you need to sit down. Yeah. Because Mark was like, yeah, no, but like to Mark's credit, he did. He was a good little soldier. He did it. Sit down. But yeah, like for the first few minutes, Mark was doing this, the Mark thing. And, and, and the guy's like, what are you doing? Like I said, it almost became a thing. It would have been a thing. But yeah, Mikey, the reason I say it would have been the contracts, I'll tell you why two, there's two answers. Owen Hart, McFoley. They stayed at fans' houses all across the country during their runs. They made oh, friends. Yeah. They made friends. It's like if it was in your contract, that would never have happened. Like there was no, no way. No, no, and no, plus, no. Owen Hart was crazy anyway, and so was McFoley. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they do it anyway. But yeah, if it was in their contract, it, it would have been a thing. But, but there's a reason yeah, I knew we, we, a, a lot of us really did treat the fans 
I mean, different and special and like one of us. I mean, like, right. I've spent the night with promoters, bro, you know, right. and slept on right. the floor yeah. just to be just to be with them and just to hang with them. And, exactly. and they just were in all of it, you know, and just yeah. had a blast with it. That Buff Bag was at their house, you know, and, no, it's just, and you know, yeah, we, we had some uh, local wrestlers stay at our place like a few times. When we were living together, Mikey and I. Yeah. But the, the the greatest thing ever, besides the people staying over, um, I know if you're familiar with the name Adam Pierce, Mark. Uh, he was NWA champion yeah. for a good run. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. He he had to park so far away from the venue one night. We had to drive him to his car. And I, 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 I'm I'm gonna say the world champion's in my car. World champion is in my yes. car. Yes. Yeah. He tried not to mark <laughs> out. Let me tell you the difference. If it was this, was the world champion. My car would have been parked about that far away from the fucking door I walked in. Right. I don't care. I don't right. care where it was. <laughs> I don't care what car I blocked in. Yeah. I ain't walking, but about that far, especially if I'm the fucking champion. Right. <laughs> and, and bringing up Adam Pierce, um, yes. I actually sent him a tweet about this. I'm like, Adam, is it? Is it too much if a guest wants to do something nice for the wrestler in return? I mean, if if I'm gonna pay, you know, fifty, seventy-five dollars to meet you and I get my autograph, and then later on down the line I see you and I'm like, hey, you like, do you wanna go get something to eat? Do you want a cup of coffee? Do you want something to drink? Can I buy you a beer? Is that too much? Oh, absolutely not. And that's why that's why I always Anytime you see me work a gimmick table, it's it's so different and it's so just giving and and I mean right now there's something up on the board from Catherine Faith that says Mark is a gentleman. That is very cool yeah. and you get you get up and be so polite. It's nearly unheard of that a lot of that, you know a lot of that at events and it's true. It is it is unheard of, but that's just me. It's just I mean you know the southern raising the way my right, mom right. raised me, whatever it may be, I just never could have like a crippled kid roll up, you know, and, and me not instantly get out of my chair, walk around to him, you know, and give him, put the belt in his lap and put the top hat on his head and get a yeah. photo and whatever photo they want. Well, that photo wasn't good. Well, then take another one. Make sure you get a good shot. Yeah, You know, just those little things mean so much, man. And, and that's why I always cared. You know who is great to this day with that is Rob, RVD. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's a great gimmick table, too. Right? He has to play Frankenstein's. And, like, he knows I'm waiting to be last because we're buddies. I don't want to take up the fans' time, you know. Right, him. right. But we go through the, the table, whatever. I swear to God, Mark, we were out there, my dad, and my son, and I, we were at the table with him 20 minutes just bullshit, and he goes, you guys wanted the picture or I, oh yeah <laughs> so, yeah just, yeah because y'all are talking yeah we're going 25 takes because we can't get all of our you know the same right, thing right. and, and we do that because we, yeah, we and, do that because we're the type of fan that you know we know you are your character we know you are rvd the whole fucking show we know that sure right but, right but see right now i'm not talking to buff bagwell i'm talking to mark i'm talking right, to talking mark. right right exactly yeah you know, if I wanted to mark out, I'm like, oh my God, you're buff, you're the stuff, and the uh, girls can't get enough. You know, right, that, that's, right, right. That's what I would do. But I that, that's do that. that's the difference is when you woke up. You know, I the only time I'm buff is when there's a red light on top of the camera. You know, exactly. I turn, I can turn into buff, but but I but I am. I try to stay Mark all the time. Yeah. And that's what I do. You know, I'm, I'm Mark Bagwell. You know, and um, yeah. you know, if I like I said, and you've always been Mark Bagwell with me. Yes, I have oh, yes. 17 years. Exactly. 
it's an old saying, but if I had a nickel for every time I heard, you know what, man, you're actually a really nice guy. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that, bro, You'd be we, rich. All be, we all would be rich. If you know what I mean? I've heard it so many times because when you see me on TV, you think, man, yeah. that guy's that guy's an asshole. You know, there's no way that guy's a nice guy. And then if all you, of a sudden, here comes out yeah. one of the nicest guys you've ever met, you know? Yeah, so if you that, cool. said that you'd be rich enough where you couldn't be an asshole. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so Catherine's just laying on the the the, the charmers. I'm just gonna go to keep posting her stuff here. Southern gent, yes. no, through and through. Mrs. Bagwell's baby boys. You damn right, Judy did good. That's yeah, it. That's that's what I'm talking about. About you know the things that I do. It's just yep. the way we she's she's put you know Southern gentleman you know through and through. Mrs. Bagwell's baby boy was raised right. Yep. You know? Yep. And George as long as you boy, give man, that respect. You know, yeah, there's one guy, respect, one guy came back. Up, that WrestleCon came up and he goes, man, I loved hating you on TV. And bought, hey, and, bought, and bought everything on my table. I right, mean, every, right. I, one of everything on my table, dude. And he goes, I hated, hated you so much and bought everything on my table. It was the greatest thing. It was there so it is. cool. Because he was just like, and then he said, and then he remembered a quote that I said one time, and it was it was so good. It's one of my best things I ever did. And I never wrote down my stuff. I just always came out and just said whatever was on my mind. And I came out and I said, do not adjust your screen. I am this good looking. Yes. And, then, yes, and this is an older guy. He remembered it verbatim. And he goes, that was the best thing I ever heard. It was great. You know, that's right, and, and that's right. the kind of stuff I've come up with. I don't know where it came from or why it came, but it just, I didn't write it down or think of it. I just did it. You know, I just did it. And that's the best stuff that comes out is always stuff that comes from the cuff, you know? So CJ has a really good question. Speaking of the fans, what what are your thoughts on when wrestlers make fan make fun of the fans? Now, okay, we kind of lit into Conrad, so that's a bad example. But you know, in general, when you guys or your fellow guys make fun of the fans, like like I again, I, I let, let me cut before you answer this because let me let me just say this. Um, I have a really hard time with like what's the stuff that Conrad says, like or like Jr. bearing me the way he did. There's like I don't understand the human inclination to cut one down rather right. than purposely build one up. Because if you're going in with the attitude to cut one down, that means you, you you're no better than the one you're trying to cut down. Right. You come down right. to that now. The only the only time I the only time I see that right. is if you're a heel and you're a bad guy, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's it's actually called cheap heat. Of course, but yeah. but cheap heat works. And that is, you walk out and go, you know, like like I, when when we when we did the McGuire skit and uh, Scott Steiner goes, I, I, I take I take some pills and he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm taking steroids and he goes. You take steroids? I said, how the hell do you think I hit all those home runs? You know, and he goes, he goes, wait a second. He goes, wait a second. He goes, you're you're more of a redneck than I thought you was. I said, well, hell yeah, I'm a redneck. I live in Kansas City, don't I? And, oh, so that's, if you, you know, you got to be, 
mean a little bit to the crowd right. to get the and brother. I mean, it was like, ooh. and he had yeah. just won the 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 championship the day before, right? And then Nitro just happened to fall on that Monday, and then we yeah. burn a Mark Aguirre shirt. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, brother, it was, oh, it my was God. I mean, the Kemper Arena was trying to kill us. Yeah, and um, we we burned the jersey and the hat and everything going to commercial break, and it was just, I mean, they the security guards are like, "What have y'all done to us?" They're getting ready for uh, you know a, a full a full scale attack. I made I, I had a buzzword earlier this year when I was on Aaron's channel uh, doing the panel, uh, white hot heat. That's white hot. Um, yeah, that uh, really is. That. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know. And, and, and let me say this. If you said that about Kansas City in a wrestling arena, you better be glad Harley Race couldn't walk very fast. He would have whooped your ass. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Harley we Race you. We used to have the best times of that. Every time oh, we were Harley, in town. Man. Oh, God. Every time we were in town, we was able to go over to Harley's house and shoot pool. And, 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 and I learned sure real is. quick. All oh, the yeah. We, we, All the wrestlers we, were walking well around with their hands over their bottles. Oh yeah, oh I, yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't well know what they were doing. Jeff. I was like, "What are y'all doing?" And all of a sudden, my beer started foaming over, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I see what you mean." So it, that, that brings up the thing now. Harley was there that day. Harley was there the same day that uh, Marcus and Sheik was there, and I tried to get him the 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 three bottles of hot sauce story. Oh, Harley you're kidding. Yes. Oh, wow. He was, he, he was there me. with, no, I remember it now. You brought it up. And I tried to go up to him and I tried to say, did, did Owen. He's a little tough Owen, too. He's a little tough because he's kind of quiet. Yeah. Right. I said, I, and I said, did Owen put a bottle of hot sauce in your chili? And he right. gave me that look like this motherfucker asked me about my chili. So the story is true. You don't, I would assume you've had Harley's chili. Is it really that hot? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude. It's the best. That's the best. Yeah, it's and, the best. And honestly, it, it's so funny. Like you read let about me tell you, let me tell you this. Okay. Harley Race can get bottle caps between his fingers, and Vader couldn't do it, and it made him so mad. <laughs> a bottle cap between each finger, and Harley could squeeze them like this and yeah. crush them. Like it would take me and you flat this way to do it, or this way to do it. He could do it this way, bro. I got zero strength this way. I couldn't hold a paper. I can hold a kite this way. And he could squeeze bottle caps and bend them that way. And Vader would try it and try it and try it and couldn't do it. Nobody else I've ever seen Here's the thing. had that strength. Harley Race was a man, brother. You're Bull telling the story. Man. You're telling the story that Vader couldn't do it. He was managing Vader in 1993. Yeah, Harley was doing. Harley was past yes, prime. Vader, Vader, Vader's who put me and Scorpio together. I, I yeah. So remember they yeah. both were they both were from Boulder, right? And that's what got him on Scorpio. And he goes, "Why don't you put?" I I went out and wrestled Benoit a singles, and when I got to the back, Dusty Rhodes goes. You didn't tell us you could wrestle. And I said, Well, hell, that's what I'm here for, right? I mean, I can. He goes, But I didn't know you could wrestle that good. And Vader, but Vader, just like that, goes, Why don't you put him with Scorpio? I mean, the black white thing, I mean, it will work. And, and 
that next year, brother, we were tag team of the year on the front cover of WCW magazine. Hell yeah, brother. There it is. And, so, and, yeah, there's a guy that uh, was underappreciated even back then. It's fucking Scorpio. Oh, he was. was I love Even Scorpio, when he got man. fired, I, I remember being oh. like, well, if he got fired, I mean, I'm definitely out of here. And they got me and they put me with, you know, with Dell, yeah. and there you go, brother. There, me and Dell went for two championships. So, you know, so just yeah. never, you never know, you know, but, uh, and then, and Dell got fired. Then I went, now what? And then there was Scotty Riggs, you know, so yeah. just, yeah, things so, happen for a reason. So just to clarify, thanks to our wonderful statistician here, Stapway, uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd, no, there, okay. Uh, two with score, uh, two with Patriot, one with Storm, one with Scotty, and one with Shane Douglas. You and Lex weren't actually the, the champions together. No, right. Your 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 accomplishment was uh, retiring Bill. I, I thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> right. Get out of here. The thing is, I didn't even know Bill go back then. I just I was over it. During, like, I was over it then. I'm like, okay, can we, can we? Yes, and then when please. Russo did the whole thing, of, if you lose again, you have to retire. I'm like, somebody fucking do it. Just somebody. Yeah, and, then, and then it's like, hey, 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 here, here's the bad news. I, I came up with the finish, which was Lex getting Bill on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the top rope. Blockbuster. And Bill's face is right at my face. And that's not good for the blockbuster. Nope. I gotta go over Bill, so right. I jumped as high as I could. If you watch that back, I pretty much just DDT myself right in the mat, right. and, and you know, but still, it looked really good because it was a big crash, bang, boom. So it got a pop, right? But I did not clear him by no means, no. And it was, but but still, it was it it, it worked, and and I didn't cover Bill. Legs covered yeah. Bill, and uh, one two three. Uh, I'll ask okay. one final question and then I'll go. I promise. Okay, Mikey, go ahead for it. Do you uh, watch the content now? Uh, what's currently going on? I, I try so hard, and I swear to you, nothing, nothing has grabbed me to watch. I just, I can't. Okay. I just don't see yeah. it. I don't. Yeah. I really try. I can tell you this: I like the girls more than I like the guys now. Hell yeah, brother. I love I love Randy Orton still, and I love believe it or not I, I love that Craig McIntyre kid. Oh, Drew Drew McIntyre, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drew, Drew Mac- oh my yeah. God, love yeah. it, love those two guys still, dude. But the Randy- rest of them, the rest of the Miz, and I do like the John the Johnny Morris kid. John Morris, John John Morris, Morris kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John I mean, Morris, he's yeah. a great looking kid. He stays in shape. He looks good. He can wrestle good. So. There's a lot of guys I like, and even last night Hardy and that Elias had a pretty good match. Yeah, they did. I watched, I watched it. Before Jeff was decapitated his damn self, and I watched the whole thing. It was pretty good. you know, Elias. That, let me ask you a question. What, what's the deal with Truth? The Truth Killings Kid. What, <laughs> what, okay. What the okay. Fuck, so man? he's the twenty-four-seven champ. That's all it is. When, okay, so I mean, I mean, everybody's got a fucking belt, though. Well, I mean, let just... me let me let me get Mark the backstory with Ron. Okay, so Ron was in um, your neck of the woods, NWA Wildside, back in the late nineties, right? Yes, he, he got called up to the WWF um, and became, I think it was K Quick in WWF, and he, they, yeah, they K Quick, and, and they partnered him with uh, Road Dog, uh, uh, Brian Armstrong. Uh, yes, no, not, yeah, Brian. 
Brian. Um, so he was with him for a while. Brian got uh, drug fired because, you know, um, yeah. uh, and he, he's cleaned up now. God bless him. Um, yeah, he's done uh, great. I saw him. He's back in the gym and stuff. Hell, back in the gym and like basically, you know, helping run the company. So I, 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 know. I he's, he's, he's I doing got, great. Love Road Dog. Great, great guy. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, so we've Ron, had a blast together. Hell yeah. So Ron did another year in the company at that point. And then when TNA formed, he jumped over there. Um, did the same kind of, he was Kate crush. He was kind of like a, like a bitter black guy. You know, the man keep me down. Typical, typical stupid bullshit like that. But they put the 10 pounds of gold on him. He was NWA champion. The first black right. NWA champion. It was awesome. Um, he was there for a couple of years and then came back to WWE. Uh, I want to say like around 2010. Now, I was so. down at TNA with him for a little bit. Right. Little right. Still. So when he came back, he was, still fun, love and truth doing, you know, doing the whole, you know, what's up thing. And then I forget what, what the catalyst was, but something pushed him to a point where he like snapped. He just lost it and got dead serious, came out to no music and was just angry. Like basically angry black man is what it was for a little bit. Right. Basically. Yeah. Horrible. Ron is not that guy at all. So, After that, he lost his mind. He started seeing a little imaginary kid, little Jimmy. And mm-hmm. he kind of like this went, is all this is all a storyline. This is all storyline. Mm-hmm. So he right. so he he kind of went crazy and that evolved into he's just goofy. Like he's he does stupid shit. Like he'll be in a Royal Rumble match and think it's money in the bank and bring a ladder out there to go climb ladder and where's the yep. Where's the belt at? Yeah, yeah. He's exactly he's He's the he's the comic relief portion of the show. Okay, so okay. when they did this, so when Foley came out last year, Mikey, I think so, and yes. introduced the twenty four seven title, which is basically the <laughs> hardcore title without the hardcore stuff. Um, right. They're like, okay, that's truth. That's truth. So yes. and so, basically every time, and, 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 every and time like I said, he's always up. had a great. He's always had a great body. He's a hell of a worker. But one week I, I see him in Bluefield, West Virginia, with me in front of 300 people. Right. And the next week he's on Vince's show, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! I mean, I saw him not too long ago with a crack pipe in his mouth. I mean, I mean, right. come on, let's just call it like right. it is. Right. I mean, we've and I've and I've, I've, I've had I've, I've, he's seen me fucked up too. But right. I'm like, God dang, how the what the fuck? So but, yeah, uh, he's done very. He's done very well for himself, and I'm proud of him. Yeah, he he. I'm proud but, of him for being for sticking it out and being being great up there. Yeah, Ron was a guest on the show before you were. That's how far back he and I go. So yeah, um, he's like yeah, I say, he's yeah. done, he's done an unbelievable job, obviously to have yeah. the run he's had up there. So he's, you know, that's good, man. I'm I'm proud of him because, like I said, I I know he's had his times where he was with me and these little shithole towns, and all right, of a sudden right. I saw him on Vince and I'm like. Wait a second. He was just right here with us just a week ago, you know? Right, right. So he's done very well. I'm proud of him. Yes. Anything else, my friend, Mikey? No, uh, I'm good, no, man. I think I'm good. You know, th- again, thank you for all you've done in the business. Uh, thank Dude, you for that thank you guys a long for time ago. Look how much, look how look at three hours, bro. I know. Three well, hours no, we did it. There's, there's probably, there's probably, probably more. I'm time. just the first one to come into the green room. I don't know what oh, yeah. Jeff has got planned for the rest of the show. Uh, you know, I'm glad to see that you're you're doing well. You're doing good. You're Thank a-okay. You. Thank you, know? you, man. And hopefully when all this COVID stuff ends and people we get back to some kind of normalcy, hell, we'll meet up someday. We'll take another picture. We'll go get something to eat. We'll tell stories. 
Dude, absolutely. I really, really appreciate it. It It was so good to talk to you, Mike. You too, sir. Jeff, I'll see you tomorrow in this. I'll see you tomorrow in the sports bar. There is some breaking news about Dallas. You look much better without this the caterpillar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use that sound bite. Thank you so much. Oh yes. Thank uh, quickly, you, Dallas, Dallas and Baltimore got pushed back, I think, another day. I'll let you know about that tomorrow. Catch you guys later. Okay, Bye. Bye-bye. NFL, please stop the pain. Anyway, um, okay. So the person next to come in is the lovely young lady who was giving you all the Southern boy praise. Okay, yeah, she was so sweet. <laughs> Hi, Kat. Hi. Thanks for the Hi, intro. Kat. Hi, Mark. Can I call you Mark or should I call you Marcus? No, call me Mark. That's okay, cool. I want to <laughs> How are how are you today? Did you have fun? I'm doing on the... good. I'm doing really good, baby. How about you? <laughs> I'm great. I I got I enjoyed all your stories today. I just I I wanted to come in so much during the show, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't interrupt this. This this is too good, <laughs> too juicy. No, thank you so much. I mean, God, I mean, I I just my, I got a book coming out in 2021. There we go. We yeah. haven't, talk about. There we go. We haven't even, we haven't even spoke about, and the only reason it's it didn't come out this year is because of the COVID thing. The guy right. writing it. You may know um, Jeff because um, it's the guy that wrote Nitro. His name's Guy Richie. Guy, guy, and, guy, and if you don't know him, uh, Kat, God, look him up. Love uh, that his name's book. Guy Richie, and he's writing my book, and it's guy gonna Evans. be an autobiography. Guy Evans. Guy, what I say? Guy Richie, <laughs> the, oh, God, the director. Guy, I don't know where I came from, but Guy Evans, yeah, uh, yes. Are you sure it's Guy Evans? Yes. Are you, are you sure? Okay. That, the night, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, yeah. yeah, so hope we didn't hear that, but maybe you did. But no, but he, hey. he actually came down, he flew down, stayed with me for four days. Right. And he said, I wish I could stay with you for four weeks. Right. And so what happened when he left is I'd be talking like this and remember another story. Yeah. So I'd have to call him up and go, Hey, man, listen to me. I got another one I forgot about, you know, and I tell him, and he goes, Oh my God. So we just made a Dropbox that I would call and just drop the button, just drop a story in, so we could just put it on each each you know keep adding it to the book you know, right? But this COVID thing hit, and his wife is a nurse. Oh, so man. he became Mr. Mom at home. Uh-huh. And she's yeah. the nurse that you know at, at work. So we just moved it up to 2021. But I got the autobiography coming out. This that is a tell-all, show-all book, man, and. It's 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 really good. So check it out, Kat, if you get a chance. Okay. I um, will. Okay. When you when you send me the advanced copy, make sure you put it priority mail and have it in a big box because your stories it's gonna be like this thick. So <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, that's what I'm saying. And my, I, I want pictures in mine because, like, oh yes, I was always scared to write a book because I knew people wouldn't believe me. I knew they wouldn't right. believe my stories, and right. that's one thing I started this podcast off with was. One of the things that's made my podcast so popular is when I tell a story and I tell it again on another podcast, it's exactly the same because that's it's the right. truth. And yep. and and so people are like, man, there's no way this guy could could tell this story that many times and have it exactly the same that many times. So right. a lot of podcast people, even though the story was unbelievable, like shooting my father when I was 16, the story is so exact that, it, you know, it was definitely a true story, you know, 
And uh, but it just it just uh, you know I love I love talking I love telling stories, and 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 I've 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 lived a crazy crazy life before wrestling, and that's what people don't realize. So when I came into wrestling, I had to play like the little the little drummer boy and sit in the corner, and little did they know the biggest troublemaker in the room was <laughs> me. But I had to act like I was just. Marcus Alexander Bagwell sitting Aww. in the corner. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden, believe it or not, if you're a prima donna pretty boy in this business, it ain't going to work. But if you're a prima donna pretty boy that may knock somebody out, then, yeah. then, then you're accepted by the guys. And there was right. one night in Jacksonville, Florida, where I knocked a guy out with one punch and all the guys were there and saw it. So after that, everybody accepted me, and I wasn't the pretty boy prima donna with a silver spoon in his hand. I was, I was, I became, you know, I became somebody that, you know, that that they're like, hey man, Bagwell just may not be out, so be careful, you know. <laughs> that's the that's the best way to make an entrance. <laughs> Absolutely. The guy, the guy actually, the guy actually said, hey. If you feel froggy, and that's all I got out. Yeah. He was going to say, if you feel froggy, jump. But he goes, if you feel froggy, and I went, how? Now, wait a minute. Now, I know know the guy that you punched wasn't The Undertaker, right? Because I know he just said that on uh, on one of his shows recently. Remember when he said that? He said, I told it it was an old promo from when he was Biker Undertaker. And he's like, if you feel froggy. And I'm like, hmm. It's a it's a great saying, <laughs> but this yeah. this guy didn't quite get it all the way out before I knocked oh, no. him out. <laughs> well, well, another case you made his teeth jump down his throat. So uh, I bet he's yeah. still talking about that story to this day. Oh, he like, ain't gonna forget your name anytime soon. <laughs> so no, do we have a title on the book? Uh, we're just gonna call it Buff. Oh, okay, it's just gonna there be you. Buff, brother. It's buff. And that's what's on the table right now. But I, I, you know, I just think just buff. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, just maybe buff is the stuff. But well, well, because it's written by buff, and the spine will be nice and buff. So yeah. Oh my God! I said I got. I I said I really want pictures because I want them to see that that Jeep, for example, the car wreck, and I want them to see this expedition. I mean, like my my Tahoe when I wrecked this past time, and so there's going to be a lot, I think that I want a lot of pictures in it to show and that, that, that it's the truth, you know, it's not something I just made up, but it's, it's, it's really, it's okay. really, really gonna, like, like, like the pictures I showed you today, bro. You know what I mean? I, I was just going to say, yeah. I, you asked me to show them on the air. So I'm not going to, I did show cat. Cause I told her, I asked her if she was going to be on there. Did you see? Like, God, uh, her, God bless the fact agreed. that you are still with us today to tell I'm these bro. stories. Yeah, her and I, I agree. I, I went to the gym. There you go. So, yeah, that's right. Her and I agree with what you and I talked about on the phone earlier. Like, it, it looks like you were in a makeup chair and a stunt show. Absolutely, it looks fake. It, look, it looks like a piece of steak <laughs> on my knee. <laughs> For real? Yeah, like it's a crazy. real good piece of steak, a good piece of yeah. like, fillet. Yeah, and and the, and and the fact that you know you had that graph done like that that's like like when you when you described it what was it the uh, the um it's called a it's called a gastro flap yeah yeah a and, gastric uh, flap I, I went gastric that flap and they, they pull my cap yeah. up they pull my cap up 
into my knee and, and make it part of making my knee. It's brutal, man. It's, I mean, it's, I thought the guy was joking when he was telling me, what? but I'm, I'm, I'm about two weeks away from being able to walk. Uh, but I'm like making full strides with a walker now and oh, went to the yes. gym today and everything. I just got to be a little careful. I mean, it's just going to be a couple more weeks before I got the stability in there totally, but I'm getting, further and further every every day you know so it won't be long i'll be right. i'll be back 100 i'm so glad to hear that and don't you know i hope you don't push yourself too hard <laughs> you stay and safe I, that's while one that's it. one thing that's one thing i had to be careful with the physical therapist with i had to tell her i said listen now when you tell me something i'm going to do it you know times 10 so you got to make sure you let me know you know is this right is this wrong or not because when you leave here i'm going to keep doing this and you know, pushing, but but believe it or not, we're at a stage now where I'm not going to be pushing it too hard because it's now getting to be like physical therapy. It's it's oh, okay. it's it's time to bend it and things like that. So it's like really really tough, man. Ooh. We're getting down to the you know the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean that means bending and and stuff. So, but you know, I'm never going to get past ninety which 90 is about as far as you get anyway, but I'm at, I was at 75 uh, yesterday. So, you know, that's, that's really that's good, but that's with her pushing it, but that's really coming yeah. along. Well, I mean, when we first started, I was at 40. So, you know, we've really came a long ways in even a couple of weeks. That's, that's awesome. So awesome. Man. That's just, yeah. And cause but thank you so much for being so sweet. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I told you were a sweetheart. Yeah, how yeah, how are you, Kat? Thir oh, I just, well I just oh, had a birthday. Oh, oh, oh. I turned 33 November 1st. Thank you. 33. I'm, I'm not shy to say out. that on the air. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember 33. It was a long time ago, but I remember it. <laughs> yep. This man is asking a lady her age on my show and throw me under the Conrad bus. I'm, I'm going to hell today. Whatever. Hey. It's all good. It's all good. It's, it's buff. It's buff. Come on. I know. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, mean, I know. I, I, told a, I, I told a girl the other day, I asked her age, and she was like, Oh, that's so impolite. I said, Oh my God. I said, That's so 80s, what you just said. <laughs> I was say, she nice. must not have met you. This very, very polite gentleman here. Yes. I, I had no problem yes. asking that question. He was very polite about it. Thank <laughs> you, darling. He's always Thank been so, so polite and cool with me. But when it comes time to prank call, he's on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, so file. I, I gotta dig the file up somewhere. I gotta find that file, man. Oh my god, good stuff, Cat. Thank you yes. so much for coming. I really appreciate it, sweetie. I'm gonna thank bring you. in our next guest, Mark, and then we're gonna see you. Thank you, <laughs> Dawn. Always remember to call me Mark because if I'm in an airport or something and I hear Mark, I stop and look for it because really, my wrestling buddies call me Marcus because right. they always always Marcus Alexander Bagwell. So really, I've got three names. It's Mark. Marcus and Buff. Now, if I hear Buff, I know it's a fan. Marcus is usually a fan. But if I hear Mark, that's somebody I grew up with or they know me very well. So always call me Mark and remember that. Well, I surely will. And hopefully COVID will be over and it will be safe to give you a great big hug and get my book signed. So we'll yes, you betcha. <laughs> well, you have a great rest of your evening. If the COVID lifts and WrestleMania is down in the Southeast, Georgia's not too far. So <laughs> No, there you it's go. easy. Bye, darling. Bye, right, have a good Bye, night. Bye, guys. Good night. See ya. All right. So, 
Um, let me now bring in a gentleman who sent a picture earlier. He, he was standing up and you were kneeled in front of him all those years ago. And now here, if the cursor will freaking work at three hours and three minutes. Uh, <laughs> Big baller G Jeff, how you doing, brother? Doing good guys. Doing good. Hi guys. How you guys doing good tonight? Shirt. Thank you. Thank right? you. <laughs> yes, you for the occasion. Big baller G. Big I like baller it. G. Yes, Jeff. Jeff will, Jeff will tell you everything that I've done in the past couple months, and I let him. Let's just stop breaking here. We're live now. Anyway, well, um, you can go ahead and tell me. Um, he he has donated like all those super chats you saw earlier in the in the show. He's been a consistent like big baller amount super chat. Like he's, <laughs> he basically paid for my entire work wardrobe that's hanging up here right now. So, you know, really great guy. I, I love this man to pieces. I really do. So he's a solid guy, and like I said, he, he's a fan from way back. Is he? He. he Where do you live, big baller? I right now I'm in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's are a super uh, fan. What the fucking right now? <laughs> are you uh, are you uh, a Trump fan or are you a Biden fan? Um, I, I despise Trump, but I voted for Biden this year. That's did you really? Yeah, I did. Oh, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, okay. Yeah, man, that's um, you know, I'm I'm just hope he if he lives four years, great. If he don't, yeah, we're, right. we're in trouble. I think. Yeah. It's Cat you know, and I have talked about this because Cat and I are on opposite sides of the, the the political fence too. I just want the next fifty days to just go and be done. This to get yeah. Shit. I'll be honest with you. I think I think we got a lot more to come at us here with this thing. So yeah. you know, I, right? I, but, I just, but, but I the thing is, to be over with. You know, like you said, same thing. Just be done. It seems like the person currently there is finally going. You know what? Like more states are going. Okay. It, 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 it's over, dude. Please just yeah. let us do this, right? Sure. So sure. it seems like things are starting to transition, which is very, I, I'm happy it's happening. So, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I, I, like, you know, this has been the worst election thing since the one 20 years ago, which was such a freaking mess. Um, <laughs> yeah. God, awful. All right. So let me get some of the questions that were in here because I know we had a lot that I glazed over. And I'm very sorry, everybody in the chat room. I was just, you know, trying to get the, the callers in too. Because well, <laughs> while you're looking for a question, let me yes, ask, go ahead. I, should I call you Mark? Marcus? Mark. Mark. Okay. So I, I've been tuning in and out because I'm doing other stuff around the house. Would you, what would you do different about your wrestling career if you could? Like anything different? Hmm. Um, I would have, I would have, there's only one, believe it or not. Um, and that is, I would have, God, but I never would have done it, but this is what I needed to do. I would have somehow got Jim Ross's conversation in writing or made sure through somebody else that that was the actual plan. Yeah. And there wasn't some other plan because keep in mind the day he called me and said, take it off, rest your head. There was no mother thing even started yet. So that all came after that. So if I would have just, 
not trusted Jim Ross, which was a yeah. great friend of mine, and called me up and told me he's Jim Ross. Ross. Right. You're Jim Ross, and you got we got three days, you got three days to rest, and we'll see you on Monday. We've got big plans for you. I mean, right. who would say, wait a minute, I smell something here. Right. Nobody would. Right. But if I that you said if I wish you could do something, I wish I would have done that. And I wish I would have thank you, baby. I wish I would have just thought, you know what? Maybe I should call Vince. And just yeah. double check, right? Yeah. I mean, why, why would you, right? But yeah. that's what I would have done. Okay, and that way I wouldn't ever got in trouble. Yeah. I would have probably made the two shots, and now from there they would have had to create a whole nother reason to get rid of me if that's what they really wanted to do. Which I don't know why they, yeah, were trying to get me anyway. I remember wrestling in a match one night. And I was the heel with Raven, believe it or not, because we were up north in Ohio. Okay. Um, and I was outside the ring, and I was doing the leg against the you know the ring post, and he was like you know his crotch is in the ring post, and I was doing his leg against the you know the the, the metal the post, you know. And there was a good crowd there, but it, it got a little bit quiet, and they and this guy around the front row goes. You only had one match at the WWF. Oh. And I mean, the whole crowd went, woo's going on. I'm thinking, and still going with the leg, I'm thinking, man, you got to come up with something big on this. You got to come up with something big. Oh, yeah. So just as soon as the woo's got lowered, I turned and I said, one more time than you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd went, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was the baby face all of a sudden of the match, you know. Oh, but I don't know where it came from, but I was thankful to God I came up with it. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying That's to re nothing. recollect. I know it was in El Paso where I, I can't remember where it was or what year it was. But it was a it was an indie show. It was a house show. Now, now, buddy, house show in El Paso. Okay, Mark, Mark, your audio is really shitty all of a sudden. I know what's going on. What's wrong? Your audio is getting really shitty all of a sudden. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, my power, my power, my power, my power, slide a bit on the air here. Hold on. Okay. You hear me? We can hear you, but it's staticky really bad. Same way because it's, we just think, think about the time. Oh, okay. Wow. Do we need to? Do we need? Do we need to cut it off? No, no. Hold on. It's going to get too loud right now. Okay. Okay. We are live, pals. Um. Okay. So. Um. I'm checking uh checking certain somebody's Twitter. It, 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 it looks like we haven't been uh we haven't been told on yet by the uh by the pod father, so we're in good shape. So far. Oh, yeah, not, not a good day for me to be a subscriber. <laughs> oh well. Hey, did, uh, did Anchor ever get a hold of you, Jeff? No. No. And I'm I I'm I'm hoping uploading this thing will 
turn their ass around. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're charging. charging. I watch now. Worse. Okay. okay. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Just so you know, like like the last bit, it's it's been degrading. Like I've been hearing the echo of us on your end, and then the the, the, the whole audio is just oh man. So just letting you know what's going okay. on. Hold on one sec. There it is. There we oh, go. There Am I better? No echo, and I can hear you. Cl- perfect. That that's what it was. It, the battery was just getting dead, slower and slower. I think. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, laptop. Duh, Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, right, I yeah. think you said El Paso or something, bro. Right? right. Yeah. It was in El Paso. I can't remember what year it was. It was had to be. T- I'm trying to think. It was a house show. God, we wrestled there so many times. I'm, yeah. I'm no. And I want to say the Rock and Roll Express might have been there too that night. Oh my oh, God. I can't remember what year it was. It was in the time machine that Mark was there. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, remember the guy earlier that had the silver top hat on? That was him. That's him. That's him. him. Oh, that was you. Okay. That that had to be an indie show. I can tell you that. Yeah, it was an indie show. I I knew that because those colors came. It was my manager wanted me to do silver, and I went, silver's going to be too hard to keep clean. But he was just dead set on it. So we did a silver top hat and silver. And to have a silver top hat's a big deal, man. They gotta they gotta coat it and paint it. Yeah. And that was about a six hundred dollar top hat, dude. Ooh, oh my god. Yeah, so big <laughs> deal. And um, but at the same time, yeah, that was definitely an indie show. So um, so what so what so I can't remember the date either, but I can tell you it was before 2012 because that's when my buddy died. Yeah, and that was my car wreck. So might have 2011. Yeah, 2011. I want to. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Well, what happened? What was the deal? That was a, that was was besides the picture. Was there something else? No, just I'm just trying to like. I was trying to like reminisce, trying to remember. Yeah, it's it's. Oh my God. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. It's Buff Bagwell. Right. <laughs> We got to see Buff the fuck the other guy. Fuck that guy. Who gives a shit? He's a jobber anyway. Um, so yeah. let's see. Uh, all right. Well, I will go ahead and uh, ask the questions that are left in the chat room. Then we'll uh, we will uh, give it a wrap and go let Buff rest his voice along with everything yeah, else he's resting. So I love this shit. Let's do it. Big G, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming in. Thank when you. you. Thank and, you. And, um, thank not you a problem. Paying, dude. Thank and uh, and pray to God we have a sports bar tomorrow. And that's and and Dick me tomorrow. Com, man, you go to there. Anything I've been, I've been doing a lot of Instagram live stuff lately. Okay, I did it at the gym, I'm gonna be doing a lot more of that. But you, you go, go to buffbagwell.com, right. it'll lead to my Instagram, my Facebook. Um, I, I'm, I got a, I'm selling cars now, wholesale cars. Nice, okay. And, um, it's called Buff Bagwell Motorsports. All right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. It's already done, but it won't be out for a couple of weeks because of the COVID thing. Yeah. All this idea before COVID, thank God. And then now it's, you know, we're having to, you know, get things done and wait a little longer to get our license and all that stuff. Yeah. We've, we've almost got everything totally done. And this car wreck kind of slowed us up a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but we'll, we should be up and going and running within a, a couple of months. I mean, at the at the max, but Buff Bagel right. Motors is what's called. 
And uh, my dad was actually a drag racer. And the, the emblem's really cool. It's got me posed in at the top and my okay. dad doing a burnout at the bottom, you know. So it's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. Is is Mark Buff Bagwell your actual Twitter? Is that really you, by the way? Yes. Okay, so make it sure. Yeah. All right, no. cool. All right, guys, it was a pleasure. I'll see you guys no, later. Pleasure, you, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, guys. Sure, brother. All right. Have a good night, man. All right, so let's let's blow through these here. Let's see, where were we here? Da, da, da. Out of all your tag team partners, D. Ross says, who is the most fun to work with? That's tough, man. Because That's... The thing is, you could say Scotty, but at the same time, it was nerve-wracking working with Scotty, right? So, yeah, that's what I'm just, saying. You know, I mean, it really was 50, 50, so He has some serious, some, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff going between us at the end. Yeah, but yeah. Big friends, I mean, I said it. God, I really was. It was just, I mean, think about it. Let me ask you this. Hmm. Was Scotty Riggs anything like Lex Luger wrestling? No. No. Was Nicole Scorpio anything like the Patriots? Exactly. Yeah. So same with same with the attitudes. Right. I had to adjust to their wrestling ability right. to work as a team. Right. And same thing with friendship, I think. I had to yeah. adjust. Mm -hmm. To be friends with them, but yep. I love Scott Norton. I love Scott Steiner. I love Lex. You know, Riggs was a great part of my life. We had a blast. I mean, Hell yeah, dude. Me and, me and um, Riggs was, you know, the every club in the world we were at, you know. Right. Dale Wilkes, my God, we were super, super friends, you know. So super friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's very Good, yeah. The, the Thunderdome and Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, right. So, okay. So, um, the next question, I kind, I think I know the answer. But I'm going to ask it anyway. What was your favorite year in the business? That that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty that'd be pretty easy um, on that one because um, I mean I could get within a couple. Uh, you know, I can give you the, I can give you the best, I can give you the best six. <laughs> that would have been 95 to 2001. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the Nitro yeah, years. Yeah. 98 was a little bit of a setback. But when yeah. I, I came back, so I would say 99 probably. Because really? when I came back from the, yeah. And now, man, Vicious and Delicious was before that. America Mel was before 97 that. 97 was. Seriously. Like, yeah, man. It's just hard, man. That's 97, hard. dude, you were the, the, the flock of geese with the golden eggs, man. Nobody could touch any of y'all in 97. No, exactly, dude. So, so you know, yeah. yeah we, had a lot of, we had a lot of fun, man. A lot yeah. of fun. And, and this, I mean, sure. the 95 to 2001 was just, it was just a great run. It was a great run. And it was, it was awesome. So, Okay, so let me see where we're at here. Uh, a lot of people are asking because you mentioned liking the females in this. What What are your thoughts on Bailey? You know what? Believe it or not, I've really watched her lately. The mm -hmm. problem is she's not quite as pretty as some of the girls, but she's a better worker than a lot of the girls, right? And she's still a pretty girl. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a very pretty girl, but you know that little hot. Girl with the blue hair, she wrestles. God. I mean, she's smoking hot, dude. You know what I mean? It, it, so, it's so funny. If if you go back in about five years ago, when they when they all got called up from NXT, 
Yeah. I did not. I was not into Sasha Banks at all. Just was right. not into her look. Like yeah. her, 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 and again, we're not objectifying people. John Alda, go fuck yourself. Um, right. uh, uh, her facial features did nothing for me. Right. Great body, great yeah. worker, yeah. great oh, character. Stuff maybe, but like. Like I think the just the, the accents to the hair. I don't know if she had actual work done. I don't know her. I don't know her from Adam. I, I don't know who I don't know her, right? But something about the way she changed her approach. And then when she took a hiatus briefly and came back at the end of last year and flipped the script on turned heel and went nuts. And then now that she's what? doing what she's doing now, she has been the most consistent performer in the company, male or female. When I watched her and Bailey's match of the night, like I said, it, oh my it god, man, match I've seen in a long time. So yeah, you know, I really, I really, li I really like her. And then there's a couple, there's a blonde that came out the other night. I can't remember her name, and she does something. I think her finishing she move is something of fate, twist of fate, or oh. that's part of her name. Oh goodness, she's got a name. It's like something of fate. And she does like a spinning thing off the top rope. Oh, oh, God! Oh, so, so help me out there, guys, in the chat room. I'm, I, I, it's right here. And it's part of her name, like Christopher, or and that's part of her, her name, part of it in there. Do, 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 do you remember what show it was? Out of curiosity, it was a while back. It was a while back, and she's, okay. a, but she's a blonde, and she was a hottie. But, <laughs> That Sasha Banks chick, I think, has stole the show in the hot. Yeah, part. yeah. I mean, Sasha's been the most consistent. Alexa Bliss. Yes, Bliss. Oh my God. Okay. A Bliss of Fate or something. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, 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 you have the spinning thing off the top. That's really a cool right. move. Twisted Bliss. Twisted Bliss. There you go. There you go. So okay, she now. If you were, um, uh, um, Mike Rotundo's boy. Uh, uh, Bray Wyatt. Okay. Um, he has a gimmick where he's like this really dark, creepy character with a mask. Yeah. On the fiend, right? The fiend. The fiend. Uh, well, he, um, on the show it's Bray Wyatt, but it, it's like right. the, 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 the fiend. The fiend. So the fiend was feuding with the big guy Strowman. Um. So Strowman's best friend and like, like. Like there, there was this connection with her, him and Bliss. So Strowman basically sacrificed Bliss to the Fiend to get you know to you know whatever or whatever it was, and that snapped her mind. Like she lost her shit. Okay, so she's like crazy now, and like when she's doing the stuff with Bray Wyatt, the Mister Rogers character, she's all happy go lucky, Miss Vaughn stuff. When oh, that's with, the blonde with the pigtails. Okay, okay. When she's okay. with the Fiend, she's like Stone Cold serious. So I said it for weeks now. She has been the most consistent. Like she's been a breath of fresh air in Bray's presentation because yeah. again, not to knock the guy. Cause I know you said you like him. Bray losing the title to Goldberg at the beginning of the year destroyed him. Destroyed right. him. It right. took him this long to get back to like, Oh wow. I, yeah. And now with Alexa there, my goodness. Um, I got shit for saying she's been the best female performer of the year. It's like, have you watched her this year? <laughs> right. Anyway, right. Um, so a question I've asked many times. I'm I'll go and throw it up there. What are your thoughts on Mr. Madden and Mr. Tanay? 
Mike Tanay was always super, super nice to me. Love Mike Tanay. I found him dead tomorrow in a gutter, and I, and he was caught on fire, and I had to piss to put him out. I wouldn't. All right. There you go. So he's always dogged me, that fat piece of shit. <laughs> I want him to die too of COVID. Hope he gets COVID 20. Hope he gets COVID number 20. There you go. Nice. Mike today is a super nice guy. Mark Madden is a backstabbing, fat ass piece of fucking dog shit on the bottom of my shoe. There you go. Mike today story. Um, when we were first starting the show, I mean, like, like, I think like maybe three weeks in, right. Um, we have Mike today on the show and I'm rattling off the, 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 the marks. I, I'm being Mr. Trivia guy. I know everything about everything. Right. In being the professor, he goes, you're professor junior. Just boom. Gives me the names. Here you go. Right. I've been the West coast professor for 18 years now. All right, there you go. So, thank you again, Mike Tanay. I love you, man. Tanay's oh, um, always been straight with me and real cool. What's Madden would always Madden went from like when he saw us, he'd be all sweet and nice, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I don't even read. Like when remember all in a long time ago before computers, there were dirt sheets. Right, right. I swear to God, I hope I die in my sleep tonight. I've never grabbed a dirt sheet and read it. In yeah. my life, right? I've had guys tell me what it said. I've had guys tell me, "Oh my God, they drilled you on this." I didn't give two flying fucks. And that's the same kind of thing, like Mark Madden, right? I could give two flying fucks what that fat piece of fucking shit says about me. I just don't care, right? But this is so embarrassing for somebody to be so fat and so ugly. But you've got to dog out somebody that is so good looking and great in the ring that you've got to dog that person out because you have never even run the ropes before, more or less. I'm not sure you could even get in the fucking ring unless it was steps. So just think about that the next time you want to dog somebody, you fat, worthless piece of shit. As a matter of fact, I ain't heard his name in 20 fucking years. Where did you just bring that up from? Uh, um, what, 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 what one of the fans brought him up, so there you go. Oh my god! Well, the problem is, Mark, the network makes it a thing Yeah, the thing is, yeah, stuff from back then, you know, is still relevant because of the network, so yeah, but yeah, that's right, right. And for the record, Greg, my uh. Your face, and then he just dogs you out behind your back. And he's one of those guys like Conrad that has never even hit the ropes and but still wants to judge it. I don't get I don't get that. Get the ring, hit the fucking ropes. Yep. Have a television match taped, semi-main first match, last match, anywhere you want. Right. On a consecutive 83 weeks. And then and then judge me, motherfucker. Don't fucking do that shit at two at three hundred at bills and your and, and COVID nineteen right around the corner gonna grab your ass. Don't do it, man. And I mean, no, no. lose a little weight first. Have a little have a little respect for yourself on how you look when you're at home and you look in the mirror and go, God, I am so fat and ugly. <laughs> 
for the record, my taking partner in Pittsburgh says Madden does not speak for all of Pittsburgh, just pointing that out. And we know that, Greg. Pittsburgh's oh, a beautiful yeah. you know, I would never blame him anyway for that. Mark Madden, yeah. whatever he says is what he says. Yeah, that's right. And and for the record, Pittsburgh Steelers, we love you guys. <laughs> oh my God, what a great season they're having. <laughs> and, and the freaking NFL is just dicking them so hard in the rear right now with the stupid postponement bullshit. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. All right, so here's a great question from our dear, our, our lovely lady cat who is still hanging around. God bless you, cat. Right. Favorite city you've been to and a favorite place to eat in that city? Uh, gosh, because I got that food, but not the city. Well, yeah, because we had a lot of good times there too. Baltimore would be way up there. Hell yeah, man. Baltimore's got great food. Baltimore would be up right there because. There used to be a club there called the Safari, and it was at the airport. Mm -hmm. And we were the Marriott was just about a mile away from the airport, and the Marriott was a fun place to party at Baltimore for the fans. <laughs> Hell yeah, but, dude! But we also had a place that stayed open late for us, like an Italian joint, and I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah. But it was just it was just a huge Italian restaurant place that stayed open for the boys. And we always went there, and it was just every time we were in Baltimore, you had to go to one of those have-to-go, must-see places to eat. But I don't remember the name. It was just – and it wasn't – well, man, it was way out somewhere, man. But it was in Baltimore. Do, do you remember approximately, like, where it was in the city? God, man, I'd just, be, I'd just be lying. But Oh, okay. Man, it was just – I mean, just we, – we, we were there every single – I mean, anybody that would, would watch WCW back in the early 90s. Right. And you said, where did all the boys used to go eat? Yeah. Somebody who were, was a fan of ours from Baltimore. Just like mm -hmm. that, they'd know it. Or if I would call Lex or Sting right now, they would say, <laughs> oh, that was that was so-and-so, you know. Oh, please call Sting. I, I, I do. He lives I do. We, talk, we talked the night for an hour and a half. Did you he really? the phone and we were on the phone for an hour and a half. Dude, I I, I regret to this day. I, I feel so bad about to this day, Mark. When I was working at an establishment here locally, that's it was, it was a national chain, but I worked at the local the local uh, location, right? Right. I I knew he lived out here because he had come into the store shortly after Nitro uh, so the, after WW died. He came in with his wife at the time and, and their kids. So he and I talked for like 20 minutes just about. And the last thing I said was, are you going to work with Vince? He goes, I don't know, man. I don't know what Vince would do with me. And that was right. in 2001. So he knew then it was not a good idea to go to Vince. Right. So a few months later, or, uh, uh, about whatever it was, about a year and a half later, I get the gig doing the, doing the shows. And I hacked into the system and got his account and got his phone number. <laughs> And I called him to ask for an interview. And he was totally great with me. He was very, and he goes, by the way, how'd you get my number? And I had, I was honest with him. He goes, you just, you just broke your deal, dude. Oh my God. For 19 years, I've regretted being honest. Like how fucked up is that? Right, right. Oh, so, Steve, if you're watching or you watch later, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, right. And now you're not working for Vince anymore. Please call me back. Yeah, please. 
Okay. Um, yeah, he, he hates the phone, dude. He hates oh, he got, he I got got it. Yeah. Podcast yeah. He hates my podcast. Right. And, and then, um, but it's just so hard to continue to get named. I mean, God, I had some of the top names in the business, but then, then what do you do? You know? Right. Well, see, you know, it just gets tougher and tougher. Well, see, th- th- that was the thing. When, when I was doing the show I did with you back in the day, like, you know, we started out with freaking Dan Severn, who was a two-time world champion. Like, that's – right. and, and then we got Bobby Fergan Heenan and, you know, Jeff Jarrett and China. And, and then <laughs> with all due respect to the dead, our last guest on the audio show in February of 2004 was The Wall. Wow. Like, I, I love Jerry, too. He was a wonderful human being. But wow. yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually came to my house right back when WCW was rolling, and I had a yeah. big mansion, theater room, and all that stuff. And one day, I walked in and heard him talking about my house to the boys. <laughs> and I came in that fucking room, and I said, "Jerry, shut your fucking mouth." <laughs> That is the last thing you want is the the boys to know that you live in a mansion. Yeah, no, you're driving an eighty five thousand dollar Jag. Oh and, man! Oh my God! And he had this theater room that he had this. Uh, he said he had this remote that controlled the fans, and and I was like, "Shut your fucking mouth!" <laughs> and he, he didn't even understand he was doing anything wrong. And I really didn't. Please, Jerry, what a great guy. Please tell me the Jag didn't get wrecked, right? Uh huh. Please tell me the Jag didn't get wrecked. Oh no, but the Jag's been gone. God, okay, okay, okay. Just, 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 eighty. That's a seventeen hundred dollar payment. That was one of the first things to fucking go. Jesus, <laughs> I, I can't even say that out loud. Okay, bro, listen to this. My house and car. I was at seven grand right there a month. Seven grand. With one car, and I had three, one car and one house payment, not power, not water, not electricity, not fucking nothing else. Seven grand, one car, and a house payment. But at the same time, I'm living my lifestyle. You're in NFL too? <laughs> Jesus. So I mean, you know, keep in mind, I'm I'm actually living in a house that's CPA considered is right. the right, right house for the right write off and yeah. all that. Yeah. So I was doing the right thing. It's just that the car was a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but jag I, I, jag was, jag I was just getting ready to start saving all my money, and then Vince bought us. Then it was like, well. I had a blast. I had a real good time. Yeah, that's yeah it. I did. I had a so, blast. So, so Mike D asked, yeah. who was your greatest influence throughout your entire career? Sting. Oh, yeah. Easy. I mean, that's, that's just a no-brainer. Yeah, Sting the influence and and, and Lex the biggest uh, caretaker. I really, you know. So, yeah. He was the first one to take me in, and he really did love me, and I really did love him. And he was just a great guy, and he just really steered me right and was just a great guy, man. He was a really, really great guy. And so, yes, yeah, Sting definitely is number one, bro. And Lex is number two. but Oh, yeah. He'd probably hate me for saying one and two, but I knew Sting long, but that's why Lex wouldn't be right. 
saying. Do you think Let's Get Lex gets way too much shit? Um, I haven't heard a lot of shit about him, but I can tell you that Lex, Lex was, Lex was pretty rough, man. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, he'd be in his own gym. Right. He'd be in his own at his own gym, bro. Yeah, and he would just be ripping people apart. Right. And I go, Lex, that guy pays for a membership for your gym. Right. And he go, I don't give a fuck. Oh, and I, I said something like, Hey, you know that guy got his pro card. And he go, he's too short. <laughs> and I go, number one, Lex, he's my height, <laughs> so he's <laughs> thing. <laughs> he works out at your gym and he's a pro. Yeah, and he's like, and but this is you know six six two right. eight ripped. Yeah, you know this yeah. is the total package talking. And <laughs> right, gotta, right, exactly. That would be his workout partner, you know. Like only didn't do the WBF because he broke his freaking arm in a motorcycle wreck. <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna tell you, I was gonna tell you that story earlier. Without, oh, that's right. Sting, without Sting, he would have had yep already cut off. Oh yeah, who's the real who's the real superstar surgeon? That right. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Andrews, Doctor Andrews, Doctor Andrews. Before before he was the NFL guru and all that, and Stone Cold Savior. Yeah, he found Doctor Andrews over one of his surgeries mm-hmm. while he was just coming up. Right. And uh, brought him in, but the three doctors already had Lex's arm getting amputated. Oh, shit. And from like about the elbow down, same thing. Oh, and man. Dr. Andrews saved his arm. Damn. Yeah. True story. That's a That's true, a 100% true story. Wow. So, okay. A couple follow-ups from our guests earlier. Uh, Jeff, the one that was at the indie show with you in El Paso, January 19th, 2013 was the date. Wow, 2013. So oh, I yeah. just I came back from my car wreck. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think I'd be back that quick from my car wreck. I just the, fact I that, earlier. the fact that you were walking out here at the meet and greet and posed with me and Mikey speaks volumes of your commitment to getting your shit back together, dude. For really? real. I for crushed real. my whole face in. Yeah. I had five plates put in my face. I see. And, yeah, and the doctor that did it had to get a picture from my mom. I remember because you're freaking like in our pictures, your face is like it, 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 it's almost like it's like smushed like in and it's like not yeah. in there. So it's exactly. like, man. Yeah. But the doctor actually said, she goes, by the look of everybody in this room, she goes, your son's a pretty good looking guy, obviously. But I don't know that. So right. I, need, I need a picture of him. So right. when my mom told me, I said, well, fuck, make it a good one. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, fuck, don't make, make it a good yeah. picture. And so she had to go home, get a picture for this person to operate on my face Damn. and put voice and shit in it, dude. Because yeah. your face, yeah. When my, when my face got broke by top, by my hard top coming in on it, right. It, Lifted like plates. Right. Well, they thought if I just stayed still, that my plates would all heal back by themselves. And they, they're what they wasn't healing. So they had to go in. And I got a plate like here, here, and like 
over, I got over to my right eye. I got the other way. No, see, so yeah, this way. Yeah, here, here, and then my exhibital bone. I broke it for the second time. And you can see when you look at my face, there's a little bit of a line there more than the other side. Because I broke that bone twice. I broke it as a kid when I was five years old on my brother's knee on the trampoline. And I broke it again in that car wreck. And listen to this. That bone's like this. And it broke it broke in my eye like that twice. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. Um, I remember if it does, you're blind instantly. Yeah. I remember as a kid when, when Beefcake had his accident and his face got crushed. God, parasailing. Yeah, and then and then I saw what happened to you and we talked and, and I'm like, okay, so Bagwell went and hold my beer. Um <laughs> right. God damn. So Catherine followed up with her story, uh, with your uh, Italian restaurant story, because she's Italian. She says, nice. I- I'm Italian. You got to have some good downer dives wherever you go and serve hometown. So tasty, authentic. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, man, it was like three decks, too. It was like three. Oh, man. Up three levels, even. That to help her out, try to figure it out. It was like three different levels you could climb up. We always went to the top, you know. Of course, of course, of course, and ate up that way. But um, it was it was it was fantastic. So now that I now we're talking again, I'm gonna find this damn place and call you back when I find oh, it. Dude, so, dude. Uh, great. My earlier the guy from Pittsburgh, my friend Greg says, just wanted to say thank you, Buff, for being such a good dude. The one indie show we work together. <laughs> okay, cool. There you go. Awesome. Greg is one of those guys where he's done everything except actually like like do the, the, the thing right but he he's a, he been a manager he's worked he does the podcast with me now he is he makes my trivia expertise would make mike today go sorry jeff nope nope he's he's the guy now seriously i, I love Greg. i love him that's fantastic yeah and uh, virtue who's back in the chat now says uh right now jeff's going if you don't know who i am now that's right he does <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Vito. You know that. Come on, man. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. And Aaron, the, the boss man, says great interview. Um, Aaron was the guy that ran the website back when we first did the interview back 17 years ago. Yeah. So okay. thank you, Aaron, man. It's I, I'm glad I was able. By the way, I, I, I said it at the top before I brought you in. Like I said, we're on Aaron's channel, we're on my channel, we're on Greg's channel, and we're on um my buddy Colin and and uh in uh, Ohio's channel. So I appreciate everybody letting me just do the damn thing. I just I, I love I love that I was able to get this out there because I yeah, like true, I I for me with his car wreck. So yeah, I made on and let's, let's turn it out. Yeah, I've made so few genuine fans of uh, friends of the boys in my. 18 years of doing this right. and this guy's one of them. Right. I, 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 I do like, I hear people crap on him and Lord knows Mark's got his shit that he's done and whatever. But if you do right by me, you got to do a lot to get off my good list. Right, 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 right. But once you do get off that good list, you're working harder to get back on the good list. So there you go. Sure. That's um, good. And, Virtue says Jeff just got injured. Just thinking about your both injured. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sitting here cringing. Like it just ugh. and like I said, I saw the pictures, so I know exactly what he went through this year. So yeah. Um Psychojet Wax says it says any good psycho Sid stories. Oh god, I got a great one. I told oh, man, earlier about go. the story about the 
that the guy that said, if you feel froggy, and I knocked the guy out. Right. One day, about a week after that, oh, at a show, of course, Sid had his own dressing room, and Sid goes, hey, uh, and I wasn't buff yet. I was just Mark, Marcus. He goes, Marcus. He goes, will you, um, will you come here for me? I said, sure, man. So here I walk in with, with you know, Sid Vicious, just giant freak of nature. Just, yes. You know, he's a badass. And um, I sat down. He goes, have a seat. So I sat down, and I'm, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? And he goes, how did you knock that guy out? <laughs> and keep in mind, I mean, no, no, not trying to be a badass, but number one, I was a Golden Gloves state champion when I was 12. I won the Georgia Golden Gloves state championship. And nice. uh, nice. two is when you knock somebody out, it really is a lot of luck involved to one punch, knock somebody out. You got to hit them cool. just right. Cool. Oh, yeah. It ain't all the time you're going to knock them out. You may hit somebody and they may kick your ass. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So I just said, dude, I just stepped away. I always step one step away that I come back. Right. And so right. the guy says, you feel right, you jump. I just went, stepped away, and I come back and caught him just right, right there. And I mean, just oh, literally, yeah. he went just straight over backwards. Nice. And therefore, I stand over him and he counted to 10. One. <laughs> and Caddy goes, you're out. Nice. You know, so um, it, was, it, was, it was funny. It was great. But um, um, he wanted to know how I knocked the guy out, dude. That's right, cool. right. True story. I said, dude, you just got to swing. It's not a guarantee thing, you know, but he wanted to know how I knocked him out. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Kind of a touchy question. Were you overseas during the thing with Arn? Oh, my God. I was across the hall. Are you shitting me, dude? Oh, my God. No, directly across the hall. Oh, my God. And, and there was no eye holes. No. So the reason why Sid was able to do that, the fight started down in the bar. Right. My, my wife was with me. Oh, my, Judy? No, Tanya, my first wife. Oh, Tanya. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Tanya, my first wife, was with me. We're in our bedroom, and we're sitting there, and... um we don't know all this is going on down at the bar. All we hear is this big commotion. We open the door, and guess who saved Arn's life? Two cold Scorpio. That, yeah, I, I did hear that. Yes. He dove in the middle to yeah. save their lives. So two cold Scorpios who saved who saved uh, Arn. Both of them. Arn opened the door, believing Sid wanted to make up. Sid hit him with a chair, broke the chair to pieces. Yeah. And he came in on a grabbed a pair of scissors, stabbed him in the gut. Oh my God. And Sid hit him with the part of the chair and stabbed him like 18 times everywhere. Yeah. 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 It's been crazy. So they both had surgery overseas. Yeah. And then they sent the whole world after us to, to come and, um, um, you know, either fire all of us or, or, you know, either that or, and then damn if the nasty boys didn't fuck with the, the, one of the main guys of the, of the tour and shaved his head and pissed all over him and put swastikas all over him. And oh my God. 
we made an angle out of it. So Scorpios and Nasty Boys, our match was the hottest match of the night because of what was wrong with him. He, every night he'd tell the story and take his ball cap off and show what they'd done to his hair. Yeah. So the fans were like, you know, so we were like the hottest match of the night, even though right. we're not yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Brian and Jerry call that Tuesday, so you know that's kind of you know, right. Exactly, exactly. Crazy ass. Okay, Virtue, I love your request, and I would, but number one, I can't sing without the music. I, I, I can't make myself do that. I try so hard, and I suck even worse than when the music's on. And if I play the music, I can't make money on this video. And if we've gone right. for four hours, if I waste a four-hour video on a two-minute clip, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pissed at my own ass. It goes, it so. goes, if you see them come and better run for cover. Girls, you don't need a weekend lover, American man. <laughs> there you go, brother. That's perfect. Okay, thank you. For them, you better not listen. You might wind up in critical condition. American males. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. 10,000 times American males. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. American okay. males for the next six years of the company existence. Jimmy Hart wrote that, by the way. Why am I not surprised? He wrote a lot of our songs. He was very good. Again, again. You know he, he, and it's funny. I played that yesterday low enough where I didn't get caught. But it's like, dude, it's your, your theme song is so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, here's the problem: we had to go by we had to go by Turner's library, right? We, we couldn't. We had no choice but to go by Turner's library. Well, of course, we couldn't, we couldn't pick out cool songs. We had to go by Turner's library, right? What What's funny is the 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 theme they used to dub Sid's '99 theme when he came back after being in the WWF. Um, I like that one now. Oh yeah, so do I. Because because the, so the, the, the one it, it, it's it, it kind of sounds like um it sounds oh, like that. I'm like this is like I thought it was the real theme. I looked up like yeah. no, he, did, he when he came back he had that Iron Man theme when he first came out. Oh, so this was oh mm -hmm. so but yeah, yeah. I, I love that theme. Like like where was the WWE dub twenty years ago? <laughs> anyway, no shit, right? So, so Catherine says we're awesome for singing. So that's uh, well, Buff sang. So oh, he, yes, he's the man. You. So yeah, he, he 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 did all that. So there you go. Um, all right, I'm gonna cut it because we're at almost four hours for Christ. Yeah, sake, man, I'm gonna make it something to go to bed, man. Thank you so yeah, much. It's ten o'clock, brother. Good grief, um, dude. I Not love bad. You. I gotta get something to eat. Dude, I, dude and you, you know how much I love you, and I just I, I wish I wish so oh, bad dude. that I wish so bad that. COVID wasn't a thing, but even if it was, like, it wasn't like 3,000 miles is a bitch. It, it has been our entire friendship. So, oh my God. Like, yeah, as, soon, as soon as this, here's the problem though. Um, so I was gonna tell you, well, here's the thing I was going to tell you when you were talking about your um uh, your thing with Helms with the, with the bottle to the back of the head, the, the, the brick. I had a similar injury right after that. I fell off the hood of a car, um, cracked my head wide open. Wow. Um, and over the course of the last 19 years, um, I've had a couple of traumas here and there. Had a really bad one on a plane around my birthday and conked the spot right on the back of my head on the overhead compartment. Just boom, night night. And um, so the doc, we did MRIs, EEGs, the whole thing. Doctor looked me right in the eye and says, nothing I can do for you. You're going to have to medicinally manage it the rest of your life and you can't fly anymore. 
Wow. I said, I can't fly. Like I, I have family everywhere. And I can't. Fly. So yeah. I'm like, okay. So if I want to go see you, I'm on a train or a bus. And if I want to go see my family in Europe, I got to take a boat. Oh my God. That's so I'm like, fuck me, man. So yeah, once we get oh. this shit together, um, we will definitely have to arrange for either meet halfway or, you know, if you're coming to Cali for something. I'll, I'll be halfway with some kind of travel, you know, that no doubt. No doubt. Hell yeah. Okay. And, um, and we're getting, we're, we're, we're getting requests. Uh, Buff is a nice guy. Let's do this again someday soon. And Catherine says, I second that top notch guest. You know, I have long called Rob Van Dam, my favorite guest. And Rob has been a close friend of mine for 15 years now. Right. Yeah, 15 years now. And he, when I came off that plane uh, out of Vegas and went to LAX and went to UCLA Hospital, he was on texting me the whole way because he had just done his concussion documentary. I had just interviewed him on my birthday about the damn documentary about concussions, Mark. Wow. Like the universe is fucking bananas. So, yeah, he stayed with me the whole way to from LAX to Westwood, dude. Like Rob, like Rob is my, like my, like, you know, he, he, when he first came on my show, we talked about, you know, him and Hulk being soul brothers through the secret, all, all that, you know, the law of attraction stuff. He's my soul brother, but dude, you just, I, I always forget how much I value you just being you every time we talk. Yeah, dude. Just, we just, I mean, we, we literally bullshit for four hours. You just know what you got. You just know what you get with me. And it's yeah. nothing but straight up, you know. That's that's a good thing. And it's hard to find that, bro. With it is, man. It, it, especially you know, in this damn business. Like the guy, like the guy that came on, you know, and said, yeah. you know, I'm talking to Mark, and he and he and y'all are. And yeah. that's it's hard to find somebody that's really going to be their self when they're wearing their own hat that's got their name on it. I mean, man, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I'm still Mark. You know, I just wear the hat and let people see it. You know, but. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and close the show again. The website that we mentioned earlier, let me get the thing in front of me so I can read it verbatim. Cause I don't want to be a dick. Um, it is Marcus buff bagwell.com. He's at, he's at, uh, he's at Mark buff bagwell on Twitter. So I'm gonna plug the hell out of that tonight. And, uh, it'll take you all the social medias from the Marcus buff bagwell.com. And yes. please don't be a stranger on this show, man. I no, again, we'll do it again. We'll do it again for sure. Dude. So, um, do me a favor and hang on the line while I close the show out, and we'll talk just for a second here. So, okay, buddy. Everybody, thank you so so much for <laughs> four hours. I love you, people. I really do. Dude. You guys are the best. Yeah, they, they, they um, stayed with us. Right. They did. They stayed with us and they, and they asked questions and they just kept it up. So thank you guys very yeah. much. Don't forget to go by the, the, the Teespring store and buy all my shirts because I need money too. Um, and, uh, and uh, check it out. We're going to be on tomorrow with the Greg Cherry show first thing in the morning and uh staff boy sports bar. If the damn football game actually gets played this week, God damn it. Um, so that'll be it. So thank you guys again. So, so much. I, I, I appreciate so deeply that you guys stick with me all these years and all these hours today. So thank you guys very much. And uh, we will see you tomorrow again, Mark. Thank you. Good night guys. And Godspeed and get some rest from the East coast. Cause it's late y'all. Night, guys. Peace out.